We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Well, hello, hi, how's it going? It's uh, it's Monday, it's the last day of February already. Morning ritual, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Holy smokes, do I have a lot of stuff for you. Three things that I think you need to know. Number one, I was tipped off on this and it's happening. A lawsuit has been filed with the Arizona Supreme Court. Uh, there are some people with the Arizona Republican Party. They're involved. We're talking to the lawyer, Alex called in 805. But basically what it's saying is that, uh, guess what? Ballot drop boxes are illegal. The Secretary of State does not have the authority to assign ballot drop boxes. Uh, and then on top of that, mail-in ballots are unconstitutional. And they go into the reasons why, and we will get to that as well. This is a big, big, big deal, and I'll explain more in just a second. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, uh, supposedly, I guess, there's going to be some peace talks between Ukraine and Russia on the border of Ukraine and Belarus. Uh, we'll see what happens with that as Putin's like, yeah, I'm getting my nuclear team ready. Guys, nuts. Who knows what the hell's going to happen? Um, but that's the latest going on there as a couple of cities have been taken over uh, from Ukraine by the Russians. Uh, it, 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 dude, these Ukrainians are fighting like there's, there literally is no tomorrow. And, and, and God bless him for that. 18 to 16, 18 to 60 year old men are not allowed to leave the country. They got to fight. How many Americans do that? These woke dudes with man buns and whatever else. I mean, bunch of, they're, they are just phenomenal. They are phenomenal. Uh, third thing I think you need to know the CDC finally changes their mass guidance. They update it in a way that. About three-quarters of the country doesn't have to wear masks. They, they put other metrics in there. They claim Pima County is still high, by the way, and we still have to wear it. But if you actually look at the numbers, we qualify as medium, meaning we don't have to do it. It's color-coded, so it's as confusing as the terrorist watch. Remember the terrorist? Well, it's, it's such a joke. And by the way, the CDC is reporting, even though they're wrong uh, by just by the numbers, but Maricopa County, they say, is one of the four counties in Arizona that's at the level where they don't have to wear masks, but Pima County is not. And guess which county has had a mask mandate and which which has not? Maricopa County hasn't had a mask mandate in God knows how long. Pima County, we're just ending the illegal one now. How How is it that we, according to the CDC, aren't at the right level? Give me a break. And nobody cares anyway, but we'll get to all of it. Three things I think you need to know. Um, but there, this... I was tipped off on this, and I was waiting for it and waiting for it. I couldn't say anything because I didn't, I didn't want to say anything. And then, uh, then I got uh, I got my hands on this, and I'll take screenshots and put it up and everything else. 
Um, but this is a big deal. Can you imagine if all of a sudden mail-in ballots are deemed unconstitutional? And well, Garrett, really? Uh-huh. And ballot drop boxes? Ballot drop boxes are illegal? So there was a lawsuit filed. Uh, Arizona Republican Party and Yvonne Cahill, an officer, and a member of the Arizona Republican Party, they're suing Katie Hobbs over this. She's she, Katie Hobbs is the one they're going after. It's you have to go after somebody, right? Um, and when you look at this, okay, so this this is the thing. We're going to talk to Alex Calden behind this, but I, you know, I, I'm not a lawyer, but I think I'm somewhat of a smart guy. And this is now technicality area, right? If they if you want to become if you want to go by the letter of the law, do you remember last year's budget, right, to end the session? Uh. Usually the Democrats and Republicans will throw everything in the in the big budget bill to try to appease each other to vote for the budget to end this legislative session and go home. And they always put things in there that are not even related to the budget. But it's like the Democrats are like, you want us to vote for this? Fine, throw this in there. And Republicans that are conservative tell the rhinos, you want us to vote for this? Throw this in there. And it happens, and they all go their merry way, and it's over. But last year was the first year that Democrats challenged this happening. And it was all because the Republicans the Republicans put in there at the last second, State Representative Chaplick demanded it, a bill that would have made it illegal to mask kids in school, basically, right? And and the school are going to ban mask mandates in schools. And the Democrats are such sick people here in Arizona and everywhere but here in Arizona because they were just, right? They were they were they were literally just so upset that kids could not be forced to wear a mask, they sued. Remember this? The Supreme Court? And they said, the Republicans have violated this. They put non-budget-related items in. Arizona Supreme Court said, you know, and they're, they're, they're Republican, uh, Republican-leaning, obviously. You have a, a greater number of Republican Supreme Court justices versus Democrats. The Supreme Court sided with the Democrats and said, you're right. You know, you got to follow the letter of the law, and uh, this is the first time you guys are suing, so you're right. You are right. Well, guess what? The same thing is happening now. Same thing is happening now. And this is beautiful and glorious. Okay? Um, it says here, in this lawsuit, and there's, there's a lot. This is like 57 pages. Okay? And I'm reading through this. and, and But it, it actually, when you get to the good part, it goes by somewhat pretty easily. Okay? Pretty easily. Uh, the elections manual. Um, it's up to the Secretary of State to do this. And it says here, uh, and this is on page page two of the whole argument. It says here that the Secretary of State, this is racist Katie Hobbs, has exceeded her legal authority by prescribing rules in the election manual allowing county officials to develop and implement procedures for placing drop boxes, including unstaffed drop boxes, but just all drop boxes in different areas in different counties. Neither the secretary nor the county recorders have the statutory authority to implement drop box voting under Arizona law. Meaning, again, if there's going to be drop boxes that has to go to the legislature, they have to create a bill, they have to vote on and pass it, and the governor has to sign it. She can't, any, honestly, any Secretary of State cannot all of a sudden say, yeah, we're going to put drop boxes everywhere. And neither can county recorders. 
Like enough of this stuff where uh, Kelly Townsend has a bill. Oh, we got to have, you know, cameras. Again, had the camera work in Epstein's jail cell. Don't tell me you can need to put a camera on a, on a, on a drop box. They need to be gone. Okay. So it says here, moreover, the legislature may not delegate this authority to the Secretary of State, nor may the Secretary delegate a portion of this authority to county recorders as the elections manual purports to do. Oh. These recent abuses are possible because of a long-standing deviation from Arizona's constitutional mandates regarding the time, place, and manner of elections. Stated simply, Arizona's early voting statutes, which provide for absentee or no-excuse mail-in voting, violate the Arizona Constitution in whole or in part. Oh, oh, oh. So it goes on. Well, how, how is that even possible? How do they do this? Um, the Arizona Constitution prescribes the official, that official ballots are to be provided at the next regular general election in such a manner that the electors may express at the polls their approval or disapproval of a measure. And they, have, they cite Arizona Constitution, Article 4, Section 1, Part 10. The provision that voting is to take place at the polls appears in three other places, and they name them. And they talk about more Arizona constitutional provisions that support the proposition that in-person voting at polls on a fixed state is the only constitutionally permissible manner of voting. The court found this to be obvious in 1913, the year after our Constitution in Arizona was ratified. Quote, we thus find that the people who are the source of all power in a proper manner by their votes at a proper place at the polls and at a proper time, a general election, have registered the public will. That was in 1913, Allen versus State. Thus, at a minimum, Arizona's no-excuse mail-in voting system adopted in 1991 violates the Arizona Constitution. So that's why I told you again, or reminded you about the idea that the Democrats wigged out, and both parties knew for a long time they violated the law. They violated the Arizona Constitution. They violated, they violated the right thing to do, basically. They violated the law by throwing everything in a budget bill. So now you have some Republicans that said, all right, you opened up Pandora's box. Now let's get at it. Now we're going to point out, and they spent time looking at this and researching it, and it's really not hard to understand. That mail-in ballots, according to the Arizona Constitution, are illegal. They're unconstitutional. And the Secretary of State, nor the county recorders, have the power to put ballot drop boxes anywhere and everywhere they want. This is a big flipping deal. So this has been uh, filed with the Arizona Supreme Court. And here's, and here's, here's the big thing. So they might... And you never know what they're going to do. They might take the case. They might say, no, we're not going to take the case. And who knows what they're going to do. But the fact that they did take the case about the budget. And I think there needs to be a lot of public pressure on the Arizona Supreme Court. Uh, The fact that they they did take the case on the budget and they ruled the way they did. And it was based on, again, the technicality. They did not get partisan. They did make as much as I hate it because the kids were masked up. They did make the right ruling. I don't see how, and again, I could be wrong, but if they went there with that budget bill, 
How can they turn this one down also? What are they going to say? Well, we can't touch this. I don't want to be responsible for mail-in balloting to end mail-in voting. Why? Do you want to get into specifics? you want to get into technicalities? you want to follow the letter of the law? Let's do it. Let's do it. Never in my life did I think I'd actually go into this great detail on this stuff. Easy to understand, though, isn't it? If you want to look it up, you could look up this uh, this Arizona versus uh, Arizona Republican Party versus Katie Hobbs. You could look it up. It's on file with the Arizona Supreme Court. So we'll get into uh, to all of this stuff, but that basically is, in a nutshell, what it is. I I think that's pretty good right there. Don't you? We'll continue. I have so much more for you. We are just getting started. Again, we're going to talk to that lawyer, uh, Alex Colladin, at 8.05. He's part of a group of lawyers that are involved in this case. Don't go anywhere. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792, Sonny. 619 on this uh, last day of February. Garrett Lewis with you. It is your morning ritual. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, I can't wait to get into the uh, the masking guidelines that have changed. Uh, the CDC with great admissions. Kids aren't really at risk. Serious risk of COVID. You don't have to wear them at school. Yeah, we have the Catalina Foothills uh, School District Superintendent Mary Camerzal, the psycho child abuser she is, continuing to do that. Uh, I hope the kids at Amphi go to school without a mask. Even though, I don't know why Todd Jager thinks... You got to wait till tomorrow. They said it expires, the illegal mask mandate, February 28th. Why tomorrow? Just show up today. What are you going to do? Send them home? Nobody cares. We'll get into all this stuff. Um, so you want a, a, a secure election. I want a secure election. I We all want, and let, unless you, do you not want? Mail-in voting, do you want one day, one vote, one paper ballot? In this lawsuit, they bring up Arizona Constitution, Article 1, or, sorry, Article 7, Section 1. Thank you. And it's very easy. This is what it says. All elections by the people shall be by ballot or by such other method as may be prescribed by law, provided that secrecy in voting shall be preserved. So, it says that, again, as may be prescribed by law. Secrecy. Can't take as prescribed by law as a broad and general grant of authority to let the legislature, you know, do whatever it wants. Secrecy must be preserved. Secrecy in voting shall be preserved. It clarifies that voting machines, if used, must adhere to this system. Secrecy. Nothing, it says an election by ballot is nothing less than an election by secret ballot. There's no such thing as secret ballot when you put it in the mail and mail it off. You don't know who sees it, who touches it, where it goes. As opposed to you being there on election day with your ballot, you fill it out, you hand it in. So that's going to be, I think, a big part of this argument. The secret ballot is, is, is intended to protect individual voters from coercion. That's what it is. 
So we're supposed to have a secret ballot. We're supposed to be at the polling place. This is what they are pointing out in this. Now, again, I don't want to get too excited. I do think it's brilliant, by the way. I don't think anybody's ever had the, the reason to try to figure out if mail-in ballots are really constitutional because everybody liked the idea. If I could just, I don't have to stand in line. I could just fill it out. I could send it. Everything's going to be okay. But now that we see not everything's okay and the courts aren't willing to do the right thing, the Supreme Court, and even sometimes the lawmakers, then it, it takes it to certain people. To say enough is enough. Let's look at the actual law. Let's look at the actual Constitution. We can figure out if we should have this or not. It says here, many states in the early 1900s developed elaborate provisions to safeguard voter privacy and the integrity of the ballot. Notably, mail-in ballots, by their very nature, cannot be made entirely secret or free from coercion. If bad actors wish to pay for votes, hey, ballot traffickers, right? Or coerce electors to vote a certain way. Let me fill this out for you. Hmm? There is nothing to stop them from standing over electors as they complete their ballots. There's nothing secret in that. And there are people that say, they, the lady that started True the Vote, maybe this is not here in Arizona, it was in Texas. People said, I don't know how to vote. She was a poll watcher. And they said, all right, let me take you in the back. Let me show you what to do. That's not a secret ballot. So this is a this is a big giant deal. And I'm hoping that it's heard by the Arizona Supreme Court and I'm hoping that they do the right thing. It would send such shockwaves, wouldn't it? Such shockwaves. The cheating would be gone. And he can't oh your voter oppression. You know, voting centers are apparently legal. I don't know how. But you're telling me that you're you're going to worry about this, even though you're going to have uh, you're you're going to have uh, uh, fewer places to vote. Hmm. The current law, Arizona Revised Statute, Section sixteen dash five four one, titled Early Voting, expands voting such that any elector, without excuse, may vote early by mail and at random voting places none of which are constitutionally authorized. How about that? Indeed, a Pennsylvania appellate court, this happened, what, a month or two ago, recently struck down Pennsylvania's no-excuse mail-in voting system, which created the opportunity for all Pennsylvania electors to vote by mail without having to demonstrate a valid reason for absence from their polling place on Election Day, which is a reason, by the way, uh, provided in the Pennsylvania Constitution. The court based its reasoning on three constitutional provisions like those found in Arizona's Constitution. You have to reside in the election district where he or she offers to vote. You have that. I mean, they, they go on and on. They, so they're basically, again, this, is, this seems to be really buttoned up where they're citing other case law, other courts that have made the case that they want to present to the Arizona Supreme Court. So this, again, is a big, big, big deal, and we'll see what happens. Because I still don't think that our state legislature has the wherewithal. It's obvious. They don't have the wherewithal. Um, and it's some corrupt people like Speaker of the House Rusty Bowers that took a, a bill that was done one day, one vote, one paper ballot. He blew it up by assigning it to 12 different committees, and then they're never going to get it passed. I mean, he just he mocked it. 
He'll be gone soon. So I don't see a lot of uh, of people having the, the guts to do the right thing. Again, Kelly Townsend, I think she's trying to somewhat do the right thing. I just don't always see it. Where she's again said drop boxes, ballot drop boxes, they must be equipped with security camera. Well, again, what if the camera doesn't work? What if somebody puts something? What would, what if somebody would put something over the camera? Right? And you think that none of it's going to be counted at that point? Courts will go. Well, you can't penalize people if the camera didn't work. Count the votes. That's what a judge would say. So I don't trust any of this stuff. Ban the damn ballot drop boxes. But now we find that, again, that Katie Hobbs, any secretary of state, doesn't have the authority, neither the, the county recorders, to just randomly throw up these ballot drop boxes, which should have hit everybody uh, the same way and said, yeah, you know, that, that, that's, that's right. Who, who decides what to do with this? So this is, this is a big deal. And again, we will, we'll have one of the attorneys involved with this, Alex Calden on at uh, 8.05 to discuss in further detail. We have a lot more that we need to get to, including CPAC. Carrie Lake was there. Of course, President Trump was there. President Trump was in his rare form. He basically announced that he is running again. I'll even play that for you when we get back. We'll do more sound bites at 7.05. Do not go anywhere. It is your morning ritual with me. Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 792, sounds most. ability of the issuing insurance company. Just so you know, you can listen at home by telling Alexa, play KNST on iHeartRadio. Yeah, enjoy the stimulation. Garrett Lewis with you. Here it is, KNST, AM 790. You got an email on Garrett. How would this suit affect the new non-precinct meeting voting centers and printing ballots at the voting site. That listen, I I don't know how anything would affect anything. I think first we have to uh, we have to get there and and win this. I don't think this has anything to do with precincts or anything like that. I, but I'll I'll ask Alex Calden, the uh, the attorney at eight oh five when he's on with us. Um, I don't know what what it would do, how it would impact that. Uh, but it's a good question. It's a great question. Uh, let me uh, play a quick soundbite. President Trump at CPAC, he was on fire. If you don't think the president is running, I've told you he's running. I think you knew he was going to run, right? I want you to hear what he had to say. He slipped this in, almost as if nobody was picking up on it. Here we go. And we'll do it again. We're going to be doing it again a third time. (laughs) Oh, yes. We won once, we won, they stole it, we'll be doing it again a third time. Oh, okay. Interesting stuff, right? Interesting stuff. Um, One more for you, because there's just so much. There is so much uh, when it comes to this lawsuit. Um, and, And the points that they make. A general election. This is this is a part of the lawsuit. This is actually page uh, thirty-five of this lawsuit. To interpret the words at a general election to encompass mail-in voting is illogical. Nevertheless, Arizona's legislature has continued to expand the time for both voting and counting early ballots, allowing electors to fill out their ballots at any place they choose and at any time from twenty-seven days before the election to election day. 
They say, see Arizona Revised Statute, which is Law 16-542A. Uh, on-site early voting locations shall be open and available for use beginning the same day that a county begins to send out the early ballots. And they say early ballot distribution shall not begin more than 27 days before the election. Uh, tallying of ballots may begin immediately. On the other hand, under some circumstances, Arizona's voting early voting statutes do not require election officials to even open early voting envelopes, let alone begin tabulating them until five business days after Election Day. That's Arizona Revised Statute 16-550A. There's nothing exact or particular about this timing. Saying how can you how can you say 27 days before and you could open it? And then other another law says you can't count it, can't open until five days after the election. Like none of it makes sense. So I think they have a pretty good chance. I, I don't know. Again, I'm not a lawyer, and I thought that the the whole stolen election thing could have been turned over and should have been, but the Supreme Court got chicken. Uh, we'll go from there. All right, I have much much more for you. Again, we'll a little bit of the um, you know, there's there's something that's really big actually. It's happening. Um, it's not a coincidence. The CDC changed its mask guidance this past Friday, right before Biden's State of the Union tomorrow. But there's more to it as well. There's actually a polling firm that helped Joe Biden. I helped him with what? They had to cheat. But they are coming out with verbiage. Uh, They're telling Democrats, listen, enough with the COVID restrictions. Say you defeated it, which is what we've been telling you, right? It's what I've been telling you. Say you defeat it, right? And take a victory lap. I'm going to tell you about that. I'm going to play a psychotic Democratic congressman from here in. As a matter of fact, it's Ruben Gallego. He was on Bill Maher's show. And he literally used the words verbatim that was handed out to all the Democrats. And it's it's making its way. It's, it's public. I'll tell you the polling firm. I'll tell you all of it. It's coming up. Do not go anywhere. KNST AM 790 Tucson's. Most. com. Gary Lewis with you. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, there's been a lawsuit filed. It's going to the Arizona Supreme Court challenging the constitutionality of mail-in ballots, early voting. Nothing in the Arizona Constitution says it's legal. And challenging the authority, because there is no legal authority, that the Secretary of State or county recorders have to put ballot drop boxes wherever they want in Arizona. This is a big deal. We're going to talk to the lawyer, Alex Collins, in 805 about all of this. Second thing that I think you need to know, the CDC has changed their metrics on how uh, you should wear a mask or not, as if anybody cares. And they're so awesome, they went with the color-coded terrorism-type system that nobody knows or can figure out or even cares about. Red, yellow, and green or something like that. And and who, who knows what something means? Are those even the colors? But don't worry, the CDC director, Rochelle Rochelle, she said, we want to give people a break when things are going good, but we want to be able to, you know, put the mask mandates back in place when needed. No, let it go, you psycho. Let it go. We'll get into all this stuff. Third thing, I think you need to know Joe Biden down to 37% approval rating. 37% approval. ABC News, Washington Post poll. That's really bad. Uh, Independence, only 30%. Think he's doing a good job, which is it's great. Fifty-four percent of voters think he is not mentally fit for his job. Only forty percent think he is. They think he's horrible on every issue there is. Economy on down. Three things I think you need to know. So don't think if all of a sudden we can get life back to normal, right? We get life back to normal. All of a sudden the Democrats are taking a victory lap, which is what they want to do. That people are going to forget. They're not going to forget. It's not even COVID. People are over COVID. My wife said to me yesterday she went to Fry's. 
And she said almost every employee there was not wearing a mask. And then somebody just called Ryan. Would they tell you that uh, they're they're taking the things off the floor? Yep. Uh, Charles called said they're peeling the stickers off the floor. There's no PA announcements every five minutes about getting your shot. And the employees weren't wearing, for the most part, weren't wearing. Yeah, they're masks. done. It's it's all we're done. New York City. The mayor of New York City announced no more, no more mask mandates for schools, public schools. No more COVID passport, China virus passport to get into restaurants or private businesses. Uh, it's all March seventh, by the way. So next Monday, you got you need a whole another week. You can't just start it today. You, a whole another week because they're psycho. Well, it's dying out. It's slowly, yeah, exactly. In a fit we of can't death. bring it back. We got to wait one more week. You idiots, almost there. So New York City public school kids already have been given the green light to not wear a mask in school before Catalina Foothill schools and Tucson Unified schools. How about that? And how about Tankaverde K through six? They're nuts. And this is all being done for a reason. Oh, oh! in New York State, the, um, the governor there has decided on the random date of March 2nd for kids to not have to wear masks in schools anymore. No more school, school mask mandate in New York, the entire state. The day after Biden's speech. Wednesday. Couldn't do it today. Can't do it tomorrow. It's got to be Wednesday. Is, is something going to be said at Biden's State of the Union? Is something going to happen? Oh, by the way, the, the, don't ever be nice to flight attendants. I mean, I guess some are nice. The Flight Attendants Union has come out and said they want the mask mandate extended past March 18th. So you'll have to, you won't have to wear a mask anywhere but on an airplane where the, the heads of the airline say our cabins are actually safer than operating rooms when it comes to filtering air. Stupid, stupid flight attendants. And if you are one, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because you should be pissed off at the union. The flight attendants union. Shut up. You know what? You think you've gotten punched in the face. You've gotten people getting mouthy with you. All this stuff is happening. You'd think you wouldn't want to be the mass police. Like, I'd be pissed if I was a flight attendant. I'd be pissed. So there is... We're going to play a soundbite in a minute of a psychopath Ruben Gallego who's on Bill Maher's show, and I'm sure that Bill didn't ask him, so you think you have the authority to confiscate trucks that want to protest Biden's State of the Union and give them to anybody you want? You commie? Sure, he didn't ask that. I just saw one clip where Ruben Gallego pretty much says, we should be done with masks. This guy's a nut. His ex-wife is the mayor of Phoenix, Kate Gallego, and she wanted to mask up everybody as much as she could. She's their version of Regina Romero. They seem like they're made for each other. Uh Uh-huh, except again, we found out that Ruben left Kate when she was pregnant, which is a nice thing to do. Nice thing to do. Interesting. So there's a piece of PJ Media about this. Uh, The polling firm that served Joe Biden in 2020 has now given advice to Democrats. The firm is called, you ready for this, Impact Research. They wrote a memo, and it's now making its way all over Capitol Hill, letting Democrats know that nobody likes their policies about the China virus. (laughs) You know, they need to pay somebody to tell them this. Hey, nobody likes what you're doing about the China virus. Nobody, not even... Except for the crazy, crazy, crazy Dems, but obviously it's such a small group of the Karens, you know, the the coffee filter maskers. It's such a small group that even though, like, it, it just don't even count them. There are not enough of them to win you an election. So Impact Research has this memo out advocating for Democrats to declare it was their leadership that helped beat the China virus, and you have to claim the win. The title of the memo is literally, quote, taking the win over COVID-19. 
I know some people, again, think in the old school, and I get it, you get emotional. How they, They're going to do, people are going to remember, they're going to give Democrats credit. No, they're not. When Democrats have to try to brainwash other Democrats that they're the reason that you, that they, like Democrat officials have to brainwash Democrat voters, it's okay to take off your mask, we beat it, then you're losing. When you have to explain, you're losing. But here's, this is part of the memo, you ready for this? After two years that that necessitated lockdowns, travel bans, school closures, mask mandates, and nearly a million deaths, nearly every American finally has the tools to protect themselves from this virus. By the way, not a coincidence, this memo came out at the same time as the CDC changing their mask guidelines. So, and by the way, the Democrats apparently aren't told that by medical professionals that we all have the tools to do whatever we need. They're told by a polling group named Impact Research. That's the science. It's time for Democrats, it says, to take credit for ending the COVID crisis phase of the COVID war, point to important victories like vaccine distribution. I don't even like the COVID shot, but that was actually Trump. And providing economic stability to Americans and fully enter the rebuilding phase that comes after any war. It wasn't a war. And they say this in PJ Media. We were... We were ruined by our government, by Doug Ducey, by Democrats, by Wuss Republicans, you name it. That, uh, that, em- that emergency... Um, it's still happening. It's still in, still yeah, in place. Still oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Come on! Uh-huh. Still there. So the memo says, declare the crisis phase of COVID over and push for feeling and acting more normal. This is from the memo. Democrats have a tremendous opportunity to claim an incredible historic success. They vaccinated hundreds of millions of people that still got COVID, prevented the economy from going into free, free fall. Actually, it did. it's in free fall right now. Kept small businesses from going under. Lie. And got people back to work safely. Not true. None of this is true. But that's what they're doing. The final paragraph of the memo. Stop talking about restrictions and the unknown future ahead. Remember the Biden, we're going to have a winter of death. Remember that? Winter of death. For the unvaccinated. For the unvaccinated. If we focus on how bad things still are and how much worse they could get, we set Democrats up as failures, unable to navigate us through this. When 99% of Americans can get vaccinated, we cause more harm than we prevent with voters by going into our third year talking about restrictions. And if Democrats continue to hold posture, that prioritizes COVID precautions over learning how to live in a world where COVID exists but doesn't dominate, they risk paying dearly for it in November. There it is. If Democrats keep pushing COVID fear, they're going to they're gonna just get smoked in November, which they are anyway. That is from this polling firm, Impact Research. And then, lo and behold, the CDC changes their mask guidelines. And then Psycho Ruben Gallego goes on Bill Maher's show and literally says what I just told you. Listen to this. I think this country uh, is on a recovery. We have to admit things have not been great. People really have felt this kind of overwhelming kind of grayness because of COVID. But we're coming out of it. Unfortunately, I'm here probably the last day where we still have to wear masks. Right. But people are going to feel, I think, a little more upbeat. Well, they have to wear masks. They have we to wear as well, yeah. We're the elites. Just, we're the elites. We don't have to wear masks. Exactly. It's, it's not even funny. Right. Whose mouth they can jump into. Of course. It's like when you're in a restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, the let's waiters go crazy. have to wear masks. Let's go lick door knobs. Of course. So crazy. Right. Pause no, it. We- Bill Maher can't even control himself. He's like us. Right? 
Come on, you sit down in a restaurant, COVID doesn't get in your mouth when you have food. Uh, and yet, Ruben Gallego is uncomfortable because he's the kind of guy that he was pushing that stuff. He was pushing these fearful things. You got to wear a mask everywhere you go. You're stupid if you don't, blah, blah, blah. And then Bill Maher is just saying exactly what we would say. So Gallego's trying to just get through it. But he's saying the talking points. Let's continue. But we need to, we need to do now. You when you're standing, when you're we sitting need and to, We need to accept. <laughs> but we, what we need to do is now we need to accept victory. We've beaten COVID. Time to take off the mask. We did. Time right. to get back to life. Let's open up our businesses and let's everyone go back to having as normal as life as we can. Oh. It's okay to succeed. It's, it's okay, okay for us to say we have moved on from COVID. I think there's some people that are still afraid of doing that. But we can't continue right. living this life. This oh. is not the way Americans are meant to live. And I think we can t- sense that right now. That's You know, when Ron DeSantis said that, he was a murderer. Donald Trump said that he was a murderer. I said that I'm a murderer. Steve Christie said that. Matt Hines called him a murderer. Ruben Gallego was given the talking points. What I just told you. Impact research. Get out there and say we got to get back to normal. Get out there and claim the win. He claimed the win. Let's get back to normal. Really? What changed? What changed? Take off the mask, says this guy that wanted everything locked down and wants 48 masks and your kid's stuck with a COVID shot in his arm and you too. We're never going to forget. Right? Life is, is coming back. Don't, don't give me the... Well, I already lived my... Uh, listen, so did I. I went to the Roadrunners game yesterday. I walked right through the, like, you need a mask. I just looked and I kept on walking. Took my two kids. You're going to need masks. Yeah, sure. Kept on walking. You know what happened? Nothing. Well, actually, you know what happened? We walked in without masks. Nobody died. You just got to go. And I get it. Um, but I don't want to say they're giving us back our freedom. They're trying to do it to suck up for votes. But you know what? Now I want revenge, man. I want vengeance. I want revenge. And I hope you do too. We're never going to forget this. They think by them putting out this stupid plan that people are going to be like, oh, yeah, you did do it. Thank you so much. If like 8%, go ahead, 8%. Dude, Biden's at 37% approval. 30% of independents are against what he says. Only, th- I mean, 30% are, are for him. That's it. I mean, 70% are not in support of the job he is doing. You have Republicans and independents aligned. It's going to be a, a, and we have to keep working hard, but it's going to be a bloodbath for them in November, which is what we need. We'll continue. Do not go anywhere. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 Sons, Mason.com. Call Strong Build, the most comfortable call you'll ever make. Uh, 705, happy Monday, last day of February. Garrett Lewis with you. It is your morning ritual. Right here on KNST AM 792 Sons, most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, a lawsuit has been filed. Uh, it's, go- it's presented to the Supreme Court. We'll see here in Arizona, the Arizona Supreme Court, if they take it or not. Um, but it basically shows, with proof, that mail-in ballots are unconstitutional. How about that, huh? And drop boxes, the Secretary of State and County Recorders do not have the legal authority to just authorize drop boxes be placed wherever they want. Would it be nice to end mail-in ballots and drop boxes? We'll talk to the lawyer behind this. He's helping. He's representing the Arizona Republican Party. Alex, call it in at 8.05 this morning. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, the CDC finally changes its mask guidance. It goes to some color-coded system that nobody's going to understand or care about. Nobody cares. It's over. It's done. Uh, But they want to reserve the right to mask you up again. They even say, by the way, they don't recommend masking in schools anymore. 
We'll get into, oh, yeah, why? We'll get into that in just a second. Um, and that's on the same day that a uh, a memo has made its rounds in Capitol Hill, Capitol Hill, showing it. It's a, it's a group called, a polling firm called Impact Research, where they literally gave out information to Democrats saying, you better end this COVID restrictions. You better just take a victory lap. You better tell people that you solved it if you want a chance in November. Everybody's sick of it. We're all done. That's why this happened. Third thing, I think you need to know, um, Biden's approval is down to 37%. He is getting smoked by everybody. Independents only 30% approve the job he's doing. Uh, 54% in this ABC News Washington Post poll say he is not mentally fit for his job. Only 40% say he is. How about that? By the way, another poll, Harvard Harris, 62% say Putin would never would have invaded Ukraine if Trump were president. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Democrats are in huge trouble, and they know it. That's why all of a sudden they're taking a victory lap, and New York is getting rid of the school mask mandate. It's all happening for a reason. They've all gotten this memo. Get rid of all the COVID restrictions now before it's too late. Newsflash, it is too late. Three things I think you need to know. Again, why do you think the CDC issued the new mask guidance on Friday? And why do you think nobody's even caring about what the new guidance is? They're just getting rid of COVID restrictions. New York City public schools, no more school masks as of next Monday because they still can't let go. Again, New York State said none. They're going to beat them to the punch. No more masks in schools on Wednesday, on March 2nd. What The day after the State of the Union, is Biden going to say something? What is happening here? Uh, this is this is incredible. And if you follow me on Twitter, evil Twitter at Garrett Lewis, and of course on Getter and um, uh, Instagram at Garrett Lewis for all those. Facebook is doing a serious shadow ban on me. I can't get any traction that I used to. I hate those groups a lot, a lot. Um, but anyway, I put up information on Friday and over the weekend about all of this stuff, okay, all this stuff. And it it really is amazing. I put the screenshots, everything, right, everything. You want you want to hear some some hilarious? I mean, it, it's frustrating as hell. Don't get me wrong. I shouldn't say it's hilarious. It's 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 frustrating. Um, the the CDC. This is from ABC News. We've been saying for how many years now that kids should not have to wear a mask, shouldn't miss school. Like COVID is not a serious risk to kids. ABC News. Here's this. Here's part of the story about the CDC changing mask guidance. When asked why it dropped its universal masking recommendations for schools, the CDC said the lower risk of serious COVID-19 illness in kids was a factor. No crap, right? Quote, we know that also because children are relatively at lower risk from severe illness, that schools can be safe places for children. And so for that reason, we're recommending that schools use the same guidance that we are recommending in general community settings, which is that we're recommending people wear a mask in high levels of COVID risk, and that's it. So anywhere else, and by the way, nobody, apparently we're a high-level risk here in Pima County still, according to the CDC. Despite if you actually look at the numbers, we qualify for medium, which means no masks are needed. The funny thing is that Maricopa County, which hasn't had a mask mandate in who knows how long, they are... A mask-free county, one of four, according to the CDC. They haven't had a mask mandate. They're mask-free. We had the illegal mask mandate, and apparently we're still high, even though we're not. I know it's confusing. Just trust me on that. So this was Dr. Greta Massetti, senior CDC official. Kids are at lower risk from severe illness. Maybe they shouldn't get a COVID shot either, huh? I'm just, just throwing that out there. 
Yeah, I know the one the the pundit had that. Yeah, we'll yeah, get, we'll get that, to that. We'll yeah. get to that. So um, they're finally admitting after two years. After two years, that COVID is not a serious risk for kids. Again, the same day that this memo comes out from Im, uh, what is it? Uh, what is this place called again? Hang on, uh, Impact Research. You better take a victory lap. You better say it's time to go back to normal. You better take the win for over COVID. Mm-hmm. This same Dr. Greta Massetti uh, also said this. This is this goes out to uh, the Pima County Supervisor Rex Scott, who said, I don't think masks are the end-all, be-all, but I do think they serve some purpose. I didn't wear one. I mean, he, Rex Scott literally said to me, I actually put a screenshot of what he sent to me in a private message. This is Rex Scott. The adage we heard during the beginning of the pandemic is one to cite, my mask protects you, your mask protects me. That speaks to why there were mask mandates. As every, if everyone is wearing one, then their usefulness in a pandemic is helpful against spread. I kept wearing a mask even after I was vaccinated, not to protect myself, but to help prevent virus spread to the unvaccinated. What an idiot. So I sent him this. Here's more from that Dr. Greta Massetti, CDC senior official. This is Yahoo News. The question going forward is whether America will ever mandate face coverings again, especially in light of studies that show, as Massetti, the senior CDC official, put it, that, quote, people who wear high-quality masks are well-protected even if others around you are not masking. So for two years, he told us kids are at high risk. It's too dangerous to go to school and then to be there without a mask. And then they said we had to wear a mask to protect others, which none of it made a, none of it was true. None of it made sense. And now they're going against it. So anyway, I sent that message to Rex Scott. I never heard back from him. Never heard back. Shocking, huh? Shocking. Now, here is, again, this is where they, they just can't let it go, right? They just can't let it go. Dr. Rochelle Rochelle. Um, And again, it's the high, medium, or low risk. The different colors that go along with it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And the fact that they say, well, there's high hospitalizations. Is that people that are going, because that's part of the thing that makes you wear a mask or not. How do we know if the people that got uh, in there, if there's high hospitalizations, are they there because of COVID or they just having to test positive? Like, I don't buy this. And, well, there's not that many beds left. Is it beds or is it staffers not working? Like, screw your stuff. We're done with you. We're done. But Dr. Rochelle Rochelle said, we, we just, uh, we want to be able to mask you up again. We want to give you a break when we think it's safe. And then after that, we want to be able to mask you up again if we need to. That's... That's what they're doing. That's what they're saying. Yeah, the new metrics will consider caseloads, but also take into account hospitalizations, local capacity, uh, all this stuff. Give me a break. Give me a break. Um, I am just, I, I, I just can't get, I'm so over it. I just, I don't think that they are letting you out of this, basically, is what I'm trying to say. These, these whacked out Dems, these government bureaucrats, they still can't let the power go. They, they can't. 
They still want to be able to mask you up when they deem, we want to give you a break when necessary. That's what they're saying. But then when we think it's too dangerous out there, we want to be able to reinstate the mandates. Dude, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. You want to comment? You feel free. 880-KNST, 880-5678. And the next question is, what's going to happen with TUSD? Are they going to be the only ones? Like the CDC said, you don't have to, you don't have to mask up kids at school anymore. But the wacko psycho superintendent, Gabriel Trujillo, and their psycho school board, same thing with Catalina Foothills. Are they going to be the last in the country to finally let it go? Is that what's going to happen? This is a big deal. Well, Garrett, whenever when you've never enjoyed that kind of power over a public, how do you let it go so easily? You don't. We must consider. Wait a second. We want to give people a break from things like mask wearing when these metrics are better, and then have the ability to reach for them again should things worsen. That's the quote from Doctor Rochelle Walensky. I know you lo- you lost that. You're done. Mm-hmm. You are a hundred percent done. So that's that's what's happening now with these uh with these new mask guidelines. I know you never thought it would happen. Again, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm gonna toot it just a little bit right before the State of the Union. Right when they realized, man, we're gonna get smoked. These changes again happen not just before the State of the Union, but when the memo comes out saying, you better take a victory lap and end this crap now because you're going to get smoked 70, 80 seats in the House. It's up to you. Your call. And then we played the soundbite of Ruben Gallego, the Democrat commie congressman, who said it's time to go back to normal. I just can't I just can't get past it. I just can't get past it. Uh, and only because uh, I want metaphorical blood now. Like, these people... They're going to continue to feel it. I want, we can't ever, ever, ever let up. Like these people need to be locked away. They need to go somewhere else. They need to be, they need to have 48 masks on their face and get kicked into a different country. Let's, let's, let's put them into, uh, let's put them into Australia, into the concentration camps they have there for the COVID people or the internment camps. The same thing. It's just sick what they're doing. Uh, much more coming up. We'll get some sound bites from Trump at CPAC, Carrie Lake at CPAC. 8.05 this morning, the lawyer for uh the representing this 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 lawsuit before the Arizona Supreme Court trying to make mail in ballots or trying to prove they're unconstitutional and ballot drop boxes are uh literally illegal. We'll get to it all coming up. Don't go in seven twenty one Garrett Lewis with you. Happy Monday. KNSTAM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, let's get uh, to some uh, great sound bites because CPAC happened. The coveted spot to speak before President Trump was given to Carrie Lake. How about that? How about that? Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Wait, wait. Matt Salmon wasn't there to take the lead? I don't know if he was there or not, but he wasn't speaking. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, Fish was, can't talk. Yeah, well, that too. That's a good point. Uh, except for Nemo. One. Nemo. Or the one that was on the wall. That Oh, yeah, the, the Billy Bass. <laughs> Billy Bass. Uh, Karen with 40 R's. She wasn't there either, I guess. No 40 R Karen? No 40 R Karen. Oh, man. Um, Who else? I 
who doesn't even doesn't even matter nope, anymore. Not even really. Not uh, really. The uh, nunchucks wasn't there. <laughs> Ducifer wasn't invited. What? I know it's crazy, right? But he went to the president's inauguration cheerfully. Remember yes, that? Yes, he did. He took pictures. He bumped and elbows with racist uh, Katie Hobbs. What was it like to bump elbows with a racist, Ducey? Um, so I want to get some sound bites. Carrie Lake had some very interesting things to say. Uh, very Trumpian in how she said it. Uh, number forty-five. She had the uh, the entire audience eating out of the palm of her hand. Uh, listen to this. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to ruffle feathers. We've all been there before. We don't want to perhaps lose a client. We don't want to offend family members or start a problem at a family gathering. But folks, we're in the 11th hour and our time is running out. I want to tell you this. Our forefathers lost a whole lot more than a client. They lost more than a paycheck and a pension. When 56 men signed their death warrant when they signed the Declaration of Independence. And I'll tell you what, if those patriots way back when gave those tyrants the middle finger, then there is no reason that we cannot tell our tyrants today to shove it. Right? (laughs) And she flipped the bird at that point. Tough as nails. How can you act that way? This is terrible. Can we get back to the point where we had members of Congress dress appropriately, comb their hair appropriately, sound really nice, and then behind closed doors sell us out to China? I want to get back to those days. We get the facade that everything's good, and they they say what they want to our face because we want it, and then behind closed doors they ruin the country. Or get rich. Come on. Let's be fair. Mm-hmm. Good point. Great point. Let's go to the next soundbite. Uh, Carrie Lake, number 46, stating facts. Here we go. So rigged elections have consequences. Sky high inflation. We can't even afford our groceries right now. We've got an open border on our southern border right in Arizona where I'm from. It's wide open, and yet the 24-7 fake news is talking about a border half a world away. Yep. They are not mentioning the narco-terrorists who are trafficking CCP fentanyl right through Arizona into our neighborhoods, killing our children and killing our loved ones. I'm going to tell you what. They're trafficking enough fentanyl right now to kill every man, woman, and child three times over. Think about that. As far as I'm concerned, that is a weapon of mass destruction. I'm a mother. I've got two kids of my own. And when I think about the children that are being trafficked into this world, into this very dark world, you don't even want to fathom what's happening. And it's happening in our country right now, right up through Mexico into Arizona. Stolen elections have consequences, folks. Americans are losing their jobs because they choose to have medical freedom and say no to the jab. Stolen elections have consequences because our schools are still masking our precious children. Yes, they are. None of this would be happening if the man who truly won the election was sitting in the Oval Office. True. 
True? None of it. But don't worry, because he will be back. Oh boy. What does she know? Hmm? What's and going on? He's coming back with a vengeance. So there you go. He is. And we have one more coming back. We'll do it when we get back. Carrie Lake did a phenomenal job representing Arizona at CPAC. They see what's going on. She's up by 23 points in the latest poll, the actual true poll. 23 points. It's not even close. It's not even close. Um, she is very, again, very similar to what Trump and DeSantis say. Trump, uh, Her and uh, Ron DeSantis say it in a much smoother way, but it doesn't matter. I still love the way Trump says it. Uh, one more from Kerry, then we got to get to the, the Trump sound bites because he was, he was back to his form. The guy looks like, he, he's like Benjamin Button. The guy just looks like he's getting younger and younger. He's not aging. He's not, <laughs> Biden looks like a corpse over the past six months, eight months, 10 months. Trump looks like he's getting younger. He thrives for this. The dude's, what, 75, going to be 76 years old. It's crazy. And the bench is good. You don't think Carrie's on that bench? I mean, she's got to prove what she can do as governor. I think she's going to do well, but watch out. Uh, It is your morning ritual. Do not go anywhere. KNST AM 792. On KNST. Seven thirty one, Gary Lewis with you. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. We'll get to some more Carrie Lake. Are you really listening right now? And we'll get to Donald Trump and some other things. Are you really listening and saying why you're not talking about Ukraine? Really quick. Again, what's happening there is awful. Um, something's weird. Something's weird about this whole situation, uh, and, and I'll, I'll get to it, but. I just, and I, I put this out there just again a little while ago on Twitter. I'll put it everywhere else. I I just am so pissed off even more. When I couldn't get any more mad at the media, I'm even more pissed at them. Even Fox, and Fox is a joke. Non-stop coverage of Ukraine. Is it the only story that's out there? Well, you don't understand. It's a war. It's this, that. I, I Again, I just happened to go through early this morning on Fox. They're like, we're going to talk to this person from Ukraine. And that, who lives from New, in New York? And all these random Ukrainian people to talk about it's like, I get it. To me, that's just stretching. You're just stretching wanting to fill time. Fox, I looked up earlier, they had a Ukrainian chef on. Everybody's got an opinion. I get it. But the fact that they are covering this so much, and it makes me mad because if they would cover the invasion, they're covering the invasion of Ukraine as if it's happening in our own backyard, but the invasion in our own backyard on the southern border that's happening, this same media doesn't want to acknowledge it's actually happening. What would happen, and this is why they won't do it, if they actually covered, because look how many people now are on the side of Ukraine and hate Putin and everything else, right? And they're doing it because they want to do it to try to tie it to Trump and say Trump said something good about Putin, which he didn't. Putin never did any of this because he was fearful of Trump. They want to just do this nonstop coverage is being done to try to tie it back to Trump and the Republicans. That's all I'm telling you. It's why they're doing it. And if they would actually cover this on our southern border, you'd see almost everyone in the country want that wall up yesterday and be outraged by what's going on. But you don't see it. It doesn't hit you every day. You see the Ukrainian stuff every single second of the day. Nothing from the southern border. Nothing. Even though that's actually our border. So I'm like, whatever. I'm just... 
I feel awful. They, they, they bombed some orphanages. Uh, Putin did. It's terrible. It's awful. What about the violence in the streets of Chicago? What about the violence on the southern border? We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Let's get back to Kerry Lake real quick. Number 47 at CPAC. Crushed it. Uh, here we go. Listen to Kerry. So I stand here today on course to become the most conservative governor Arizona has ever seen. That's true. It's truly amazing. We are the front runner by a mile. We have a grassroots campaign unlike they've ever seen in Arizona before. The fake news is churning out hit piece after hit piece after hit piece, and they're scared to death. And I am endorsed by the greatest president we've ever known. Donald J. Trump. It's, she, she had that crowd going, man. I've never seen anything like this except for Trump. And I like Ronnie DeSantis, too. Ronnie D's a good dude. Done a phenomenal job. Best governor in the, in the entire country. We're very close to some greatness here in Arizona. In the governor's office and in the state legislature. Get rid of the rhinos. Forcing the rhinos to do the right things if they do stay. Really quick, we do number 55. You compare what's going on with Trump, Carrie Lake, compared to what Biden's doing. Pasaki bomb, Jen Pasaki bomb was actually uh, on a Sunday show, and this they they can't get a, they are addicted to the wacko, crazy, purple haired movement. Uh, they are they can't even they. She was asked about uh, energy, just just you know what all this means because energy prices, gas prices going through the roof. Listen to this oil leases, what this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and need to, and we need to look at other ways of process, of having energy in our country and others. Oh One of the gosh. interesting things, George, we've seen over the last week it's or so is that a number of European countries are recognizing they need to reduce their own reliance on Russian oil. She wants us to rely more on unreliable renewable energy. Instead of relying on American energy. There you go. And you worry, and the Democrats are worried that, man, the COVID restrictions are going to make people uh, leave. You better say that you solved it. It's going to be much more than COVID, man. Gas prices are hitting people every day. They're, they're done. You just got to, we got to continue to work hard. We'll continue. We're going to StetsonPainting.com. 743, Garrett Lewis with you. KNSTAM 792, Zon's most stimulating talk. Quick three things I think you need to know. Number one. A lawsuit has been filed. It's going right to the Supreme Court. This is phenomenal. Alex Culliton's the attorney. He's going to be with us at 805. Uh, he's challenging if the Secretary of State, this is Katie Hobbs now, and the county recorders, he's saying that there is no legal authority for them to actually put drop boxes anywhere they want. They should be gone. And he is challenging, he's representing the Arizona Republican Party, challenging if mail-in ballots are constitutional he says they're not and he cites evidence it's phenomenal we'll talk to him about it coming up 805 second thing i think you need to know uh the cdc has changed the metrics and pretty much nobody needs to wear a mask at this point pretty much nobody how did this happen on friday is it biden's state of the union yes and there's also a memo going all across capitol hill from impact research they're a polling firm that served joe biden in 2020 
And the the memo is titled Taking the Win Over COVID-19. And they're saying, stop saying lockdowns, restrictions, and everything is going to be dangerous. Claim the win. Get America back to normal. That's what people want. Otherwise, you're going to lose big time in November. That's what the memo said. It's all, there's no, there was never any science in here. It was all for politics. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I got to keep saying, I know. Third thing, such a jerk. Third thing I think you need to know, Joe Biden is now at a career, well, not a career, but he's just an all-time low, 37% approval on an ABC News Washington Post poll. Third, only 37% approve of what he's doing. Only 30% of independents approve what he is doing. 54% of uh, voters say he is not mentally fit to serve. Only 40% think he is. He is underwater in everything, whether it's COVID, the economy, the Russia thing, whatever. He's, he's done. Three things I think you need to know. So I played the Carrie Lake sound bites. And Ryan, Ryan, I, there's things I've said, and Ryan reminded me, you got to champion the champions. Uh, I'm just not used to politicians actually doing the right thing. I guess that's what it is, right? She's really, really good. Like, really good. And President Trump made sure that she spoke right before he went on the stage at CPAC. And he won the CPAC poll, baby. He finished in first place. He increased his uh, lead by five points. Ronnie D finished in second place. That's great. Let's start with 53, shall we? 53. President Trump at CPAC. Comes out guns a-blazing. Here we go. We're going to end Nancy Pelosi's political career once and for all. And then we're going to kick the Biden crime family out of the White House in 2024 or soon. Love it. Let's go to 48. We're going to play this whole thing. Might pause it. Here's where Trump admits that he's running in 2024. There, you know, I, I always knew he was going to run my gut. Stable genius. I always knew it was going to happen. There's things that he does and he says. First, I'm going to play you his actual words where he literally admits it. Then, have you noticed, and, he, and he, he's playing this song now, and this song is before my time, how the song he's choosing uh, to play as he ends his speech. He did it in Florence when he was here at his first rally. Everything Trump does is for a reason. The guy is detailed, okay? Everything is for a reason. First, let's play this, number uh, 48. Here we go. The radical left is exposed, they're weak, and their pathetic policies have been out there long enough now that we don't want them, we'll never take them. We are bringing back our country, and we are bringing back our freedom. The socialists, globalists, Marxists, and communists who are (laughs) attacking our civilization have no idea of the sleeping giant they have awoken. That's true. We are a sleeping giant. They cannot even begin to imagine the brave and righteous spirit they've unleashed in men and women like all of you here today. And this is some crowd. We broke the record again. It's true. We broke the record again. But they're going to find out the hard way starting on November 8th And then again, even more so, on November 2024, they will find out like never before. Really? You don't say. 
We did it twice, and we'll do it again. There it is. We're going to be doing it again a third time. There it is. If you had any doubt, there it is. Everything he does and says is for a specific reason, okay? And he said some more great things, and we'll get to them. But I want to jump to the end, Ryan, if you don't mind. Number 52. Number 52. This is the awesome end that Trump always does, that always gets everybody excited, even though they already know it's coming. It's like everybody wants to get there. Everybody wants to hear what he has to say. Like They're excited for the whole speech, and then they just get so pumped up for the end. And they know it's coming, and they still get excited. Just listen to what he says, and then listen to the song that he uses. Here we go. And with the commitment of hardworking, freedom-loving patriots all across our country, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. Mm-hmm. We will make America proud again. We want to be proud again. We will make America safe again and we will make America great again thank you very much now listen. thank you god bless you all listen thank you sound familiar wait wait Okay, if you have any trouble understanding that, this song is from 1966, well before my time. Hold On, I'm Coming by Sam and Dave. And if you had trouble understanding what the lyrics were, I'll just read them to you. Don't you ever be sad. Lean on me when times are bad. When the day comes and you are down in a river of trouble and about to drown, just hold on, I'm coming. Hold on. I'm coming. We don't have to play anymore. Why do you think President Trump has changed the song that plays at the end of his speech to this from the Rolling, Rolling Stones? Stones. Yeah. You don't you don't always get what you want, but you might just get what you need. Um which was perfect also. Um maybe why it's it's obvious. Just hold on, I'm coming. Hold on. You know, everything there about it. It's it's weird again. You don't want to look to one person because it's up to us. It's up to we the people. But you do need a great leader and some great leaders. And that's what this man is. You have to champion the champions. Don't ever be sad. Lean on me when times are bad. When the day comes and you are down in a river of trouble, and about to drown, just hold on, I'm coming. Hold on, I'm coming. That's what this guy did. Um, again, he did it in Florence at the big rally there. And he did it in Texas, did CPAC. He's going to have a rally in South Carolina. It's, uh, it's on. It's on. 
And as Carrie Lake said, he's coming back with a vengeance. And I think we're all coming back with a vengeance, too. I want the same damn vengeance for school board and state rep and state senator and senator and Congress and governor. I have everything, everything. And by the way, you know Trump is scaring the hell out of him when Weasel Bill Barr comes out, I think, with a, he has with a book now. He's a 600-page book coming up. He did an interview on CNN, where he did it was Wall Street Journal. What was CNN.com had the story. It was Wall Street Journal, I think. Um, Bill Barr is coming out saying, even though he admitted that Trump was spied upon, the election wasn't stolen. And he came out and he said, Trump, this is the establishment guy that was put there. And Trump... It was a mistake to put him there. Maybe whatever he was told, whatever bill of goods he was sold. Um, when you you know get Bill Barr, who is the attorney general for George H.W. Bush, you know he's establishment. Anyway, Bill Barr, in his book, says Trump has shown he has neither the temperament nor persuasive powers to provide the kind of positive leadership that is needed. If he just exercised a modicum of self-restraint, moderating even a little of his pettiness. No, I don't think so. They're coming out already, even though the rhinos are coming out trying to convince other Republicans to We don't need Trump. In the book, he says the election wasn't stolen. Trump lost it. Uh, Bill Barr, you have about as much credibility as Adam Schiff and Liz Cheney. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, We'll continue. We'll have more Trump soundbites we'll do later on in the show because they are phenomenal. Um, We're going to have the attorney, though, uh, join us at 8.05. Alex Colladin is his name, filed a lawsuit representing the Republican Party, and Yvonne Cahill, who's with the Republican Party, and basically saying that mail-in ballots are unconstitutional, uh, and ballot drop boxes, the county recorders and Secretary of State don't have the power to authorize them. And he has put this before the Arizona Supreme Court. We'll get more details with Alex Colladin when he joins us at 805 right here. Put at medicalhealth.com. Call Strong Builds, the most comfortable call you'll ever make. Yes, hi, it is your morning ritual, hour number three already, KNST AM 792, Sons most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know, brought to you by Strawbill Plumbing, Air, and Solar. Number one, we're going to talk to this attorney in just a second, Alex Collett, and he has uh, filed a lawsuit on behalf of the Arizona Republican Party. Uh, basically, and it's going to the Arizona Supreme Court, saying that mail-in ballots are not constitutional, and ballot drop boxes are illegal. Secretary of State and county recorders don't have the power to authorize them. Oh, this is this is uh, this could be huge. This could be seismic, and it should be, to be honest with you. Uh, second thing, I think you need to know: the CDC has changed the metrics. Came out Friday afternoon uh, for what it takes to wear a mask. And here's the thing: nobody cares. We're all done. But they're using like the color-coded terrorism system that nobody understood, and everybody thought it was a joke to begin with. But here's what they also said: no more mad. We don't recommend masks in schools anymore because we realize after two years, COVID is not a big serious risk to kids. No kidding, really. It's an election year, uh, and uh, but they do. Rochelle said we want to give you a break when times are good, but we want to be able to bring this back when we deem it dangerous. Screw you, lady. Get out of here. Get out of my face forever. Get off my face forever. Third thing, I think you need to know, Joe Biden. And the Democrats are, are really screwed. One of the reasons they, they did change the uh, mask guidelines is because there's a memo that's going around Capitol Hill. And it was from a polling firm called Impact Research that helped Biden in 2020. And uh, they're saying, listen, what our research says is that Democrats better take a victory lap for COVID, declare it to be over. Nobody wants the mandates of the masks. They're all sick of it. Try to say that you solved it. Otherwise, you're going to get smoked worse than you ever thought in November. That's what it is. And Biden's down to 37 percent approval. 
in an ABC News Washington Post poll. 54% say he's not mentally fit to keep office, to stay in office. I mean, that's only 40% think he is. This dude's toast. The party is toast. We have to keep working hard. Three things I think you need to know. And uh, we have to make sure that we can we can win because I think we're going to overwhelm the polls, but we can't have the cheating. We can't have the cheating. It just, we got we have to be done with it. It's just, it's that simple. It's that simple. So a lawsuit, by the way, to make sure that I guess that the, the, hopefully our election can be safe and secure, a lawsuit, if I'm saying this correctly, has been filed uh, by the Arizona Republican Party. Uh, and uh, the lawyers representing them, Alex Colladin and a bunch of other people, and Alex joins us now. Did I get that right, Alex? You filed a lawsuit. It is now uh, before the Supreme Court here in Arizona, and it's up for them to decide if they should take it or not. Is that correct? That's absolutely right. All right, I got one right. Fantastic. So uh, let's get to this, and I appreciate the time this morning. Um, let's just get down to what it is first and then and then everything behind it. Uh, if you want to explain, we'll take the first part uh, first. You have it down here, uh, and, and this is really amazing stuff. Arizona Constitution, Article 7, Section 1, says all elections by the people shall be by ballot or by such other method as may be prescribed by law, provided that secrecy in voting shall be preserved. And I believe the point you're trying to make is that there is no secrecy when it comes to a mail-in ballot. Is that correct? Essentially, um, and I think this is a very important distinction to make, is that the secrecy in voting provision is not some sort of broad grant of authority to the legislature. Oh, you can authorize people to vote absentee as long as you put in place provisions for secrecy, right? That had a very particular meaning to the framers of Arizona's Constitution. And what that secrecy provision actually meant was not a question of fact, but rather a question of law, right? The secrecy has a legal definition in this context, and it means use of the Australian ballot system, which is ballots distributed at the polls to voters who then vote in person. It is a product of that movement. And so what that provision actually was intended to do when it says the part such other methods as may be prescribed by law, what that was actually intended to do was authorize the use of uh, voting machines at polling places in lieu of a paper ballot. And, and we know this from, from two ways, right? We know this from the Pennsylvania uh, Court of Appeals, who they have a, a identical provision word for word in the Pennsylvania Constitution. Pennsylvania Court of Appeals just said it's very clear that that's what it was for. And we also know it from the records of the Arizona Constitutional Convention, where, where the framers of Arizona's Constitution said, yeah, that's why we're putting it in, to authorize the use of these voting machines at the polls. Because there is another section of the Arizona Constitution uh, that makes very explicit that general elections, they have to take place at the polls. These official ballots, they have to be distributed at the polls. Right. That, too, is part of this Australian ballot system that our framers gave us. So... Basically, if I'm if I'm understanding it correctly, the mail in I mean, there's a really good chance based on our Arizona Constitution that the changes made in what 1991 uh, are not constitutional. That that's what you and, and you're explaining it that way. But like, this is hard to fathom. Like, I guess we all just kind of got lazy and said, "Sure, go with it, go with it, go with it," and nobody really cared until all of a sudden 2020 happened and the election was stolen. Now that that happened, all of a sudden it opened up people's eyes. And I guess, is that what it took for you or, or the Arizona Republican Party to, to, to contact you to say, hey, 
is it really constitutional to have a mail-in ballot? Is that is that what that is? Well, the funny thing is, this has been litigated in lots of places for the past 150 years. There's been a, a number of states in which mail-in voting or no-excuse mail-in voting has been struck down uh, under state constitutions with very similar uh, provisions. And I would, I would never say there's a really good chance because you never know what the courts are going to do. You never know if they even decide to hear it. So, you know, it's all of your... Uh, to all of your listeners thinking to myself, thinking to themselves, well, you know, should I sign the Free Enterprise Club's ballot initiative to get voter ID, or should I just wait for this case to be resolved? I would say, don't wait for the case to be resolved. Make sure you sign that, because we want to have as many ways to secure our elections as possible, as many opportunities. But I will say, on the pure basis of the law, I do believe we're right uh, that that this is unconstitutional. Uh, and what really brought it to a head, of course, was this was this case in Pennsylvania, right, which which predated the 2020 election. But at the time, the Pennsylvania court said, well, you know, you filed this case too close to an election. We can't really hear it. There's not time to resolve this issue uh, now that, you know, we're right up against ballot casting. But the case got brought back. Right. And now that it's that it's no longer an election imminent, uh, there there seems to have been a very different result. Obviously, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court will get its chance to review it. Uh, but this is sort of inspiring people around the country to take looks at their own state constitutions and see, hey, does, does our constitution really allow for this? And it appears that the Arizona Constitution does not. This is really amazing. Um, and again, we don't know what's going to happen with, with the Arizona Supreme Court. They might be a whole bunch of for Republicans and say, we're not going to change this stuff. You know, we're here for a reason. We're going to look out for the best, you know, the best interests of the establishment or who knows what. We we don't know what they're going to do. Um, but can you just touch back a little bit on the I just want to make sure I understand this and people listening understand this too. the the ballot secrecy. Right. Can can a mail in ballot really mm-hmm. be secret if it actually is mailed in? You don't know who touches it, who sees it, who processes it versus voting in person on Election Day. And you put it, you hand it, you put it through the machine, you, you do the, you do the job. That, that is truly secret, right? That, and that's what it says needs to happen in the Constitution here in Arizona. Right. Because, because what people were really afraid about, uh, at the time that the Australian ballot movement started was they were afraid that people would stand over your shoulders, uh, and try to influence your vote or pay you for the vote or whatever. And this actually happened, right? In 1994, pretty, pretty soon after, uh, Arizona implemented no excuse mail in voting. There was a case that went to the Arizona Supreme Court where members of a, of a school district on a, on an override question actually were doing just that, right? They were, they were standing over the shoulders of voters and encouraging them to vote for this override as they filled out their ballots at home. So just as a, as a matter of law, um, you know, it, it can't be made safe. You can't avoid that when people have their ballots at home and not at a monitor. Uh, polling place and and so that's what secrecy meant to the framers of the arizona constitution that you that a man in secret is a free man as one of the cases goes so. now now and this is alex Colladin, one of the attorneys representing the arizona republican party in this lawsuit against katie hobbs on knst now i'm not doubting you i'm not saying that you're not a smart person but did you know any of this before you just researched it before you were tasked with this particular job and then when you did like all of a sudden look at this, was it like a light bulb going on? Like a choir wall, like the light bulb, did you say like an aha moment? Like, Oh my God, we got something here. Well, I'm, I'm obviously not going to speak to what I did or did not know before we got, we got tasked with this. Uh, but the Arizona constitution is there for all, 
see, right? The, the, yeah. the issue is, and you see this lots of times in the legislature, is, is people sort of pass laws without without always checking what the existing law is, without always checking what the Constitution requires. Uh, and, you know, I think that's something that, that happened here. And also, Arizona became a state in a very odd time, right? We became a state after the Civil War when the first round of litigation over this stuff took place because of absentee voters, voting soldiers, and guilt, you know, and then we then there was a second wave of litigation after we became a state, and we just sort of, you know, we just sort of missed the boat on these waves because of when the state entered the Union and when the Constitution was ratified. And I think it's, I think it's high time to take a look at these issues. Now, I, can, can you hang on for me? Because I, I want to also talk yeah. about um, the, the other uh, big part of this, which is, which is the, the idea of drop boxes, that, that Katie Hobbs, whoever yeah. the Secretary of State is, doesn't have the authority, neither the county court is just to stick it wherever they want. Um, and, and by the way, could this be a case where the Supreme Court, the Arizona Supreme Court, looks at this and says, you know, we'll take up the mail-in ballots, but not the, the, the drop boxes or the other way? Or do they have to take the entire thing or just throw the whole thing out? Can they break it up into pieces? Sure. So, so the first thing I would say is I really hope that they do take the constitutional portion, right? Because there's been, it's been so contentious, this debate over election integrity in this country, right? And, and part of the problem is when you let politicians decide an issue, uh, you know, it naturally becomes contentious, right? If, if this is something that's not in the Arizona and if Arizonans want it, it's got to go into the Arizona Constitution. Our claim is recognized that, that election integrity was too important to be left to be changed. It's got to be constitutional protection. And if this case succeeds, it will give people a chance to weigh in and decide, okay, are we really okay having an early voting system? And if so, what protections are we going to demand be written into the Arizona Constitution uh, to make sure that this system is broadly acceptable to all voters and we can all be comfortable with it, you know, as a, as a people? Uh, so, that, so that's why I really do hope they take it. That being said, they don't have to take all three issues. We've teed up three issues uh, for the Arizona Supreme Court, the signature verification, the drop box, the constitutionality. The first two also have a constitutional aspect these provisions, which is why we think it makes sense to consider them as a whole. But the Arizona Supreme Court could absolutely decide that they only want to take the drop box and the signature verification issues, and that's their prerogative. Okay, hang on for me, Alex, because I want to get to the, the meat and potatoes of that, too. And, and based on what the, 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 the Arizona Supreme Court did uh, by throwing out the, the big budget bill at the end of last year because there were non-budget-related items in there, like I think it might be game on. So uh, the, the drop boxes, this is a big, big, big deal. And Alex will explain this whole process coming up. Sherwood on KNST. 822 Garrett Lewis with you right here. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Let's get back with Alex Colladin. He is the attorney that is representing the Arizona Republican Party on, on again, uh, you know, just some really major, major things. You know, you mentioned signature, signature verification. I shouldn't leave that out. Uh, but the mail-in ballots possibly being unconstitutional. And it looks like, according to the letter of the law, Alex, it is. And then, of course, ballot drop boxes. So ballot drop boxes are terrible. I mean, it's just a way to cheat. If people can't figure out on Election Day where to vote, I mean, what this is stupid. And then you have, you have you know, some Republican lawmakers wussing around saying, we got to put cameras on them. I mean, how'd that work out for Epstein or the guy that just found, you know, was hanging in a jail cell, some modeling agency owner out in France or something? Like, no. The camera's not going to work. The, it, it, this, they just need to go. There's no reason to have them. I saw the, the data from True the Vote with the ballot trafficking. 
So let's get down to it. Um, apparently, Katie Hobbs, whoever the Secretary of State is, right now it's racist Katie Hobbs. Uh, and then you have county recorders. They're the ones right now that are just authorizing to put drop boxes anywhere they want. That's how this works. <clears throat> yeah, so what Arizona has is we have what's called Title 16, which is our election statute. But we also have another source of election law, which is the election procedures manual that the Secretary of State writes and uh, and gives to the governor and attorney general for approval, right? And when those uh when that uh, manual uh implements the provisions of Title 16, it also has the force of law and violation of it is a class 2 misdemeanor. Uh and what the secretary has tried to do is is basically put something that's not in Title 16 in the EPM, which is the authorization for county recorders to make use of drop boxes uh, to collect early ballots. Um, and unlike most portions of the EPM is what we call it, that manual, that guide, uh, she doesn't cite any statutory authority in there for for doing this, right? Because if you look at most sections of it, and I've looked at the darn thing uh, more than any human being ought to want to, you know, most sections of it, you know, she says you got to do this, this, and this, and here's my statutory authority, and you got to do this, this, and this, and here's my statutory authority. For the Dropbox, she doesn't do that, right? She doesn't claim statutory authority to do that, which means she can't do it. That's that's um, it's it that simple. It's literally that simple. Like I'm mad at myself for not noticing this. I'm not a uh, you know I'm not a not a lawyer that didn't go to law school, but I mean, for God's sakes, these drop boxes are awful. That's what, you know, happened, you know, in Arizona. I, mean, I saw the True the Vote uh, uh, presentation where in Maricopa County, I mean, they had one guy go was like 43 times to to ballot drop boxes. It shouldn't happen that way in Yuma, Pima, happening everywhere. So you're saying that she has no authority to do it. So you're asking the Arizona Supreme Court to hear this and go, oh, yeah, look at that. She can't do this. She can't assert this and and say that. County, I, as Secretary of State, say you county recorders can go put these drop boxes in these areas. So this should get tossed out, well, too. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's assuming there, it's even constitutional, you know, to do, right? That's assuming it's not even a constitutional violation, which obviously, uh, you know, the, the framers of Arizona's Constitution, they never, they never contemplated or expected or authorized that ballots would be dropped off in drop boxes, right? I mean, clearly, if they didn't, if they didn't want early voting at all, they clearly didn't want drop boxes. But even, even, even assuming otherwise, right? She doesn't have even statutory authority to do it. So that's the point we're trying to hammer home with the Supreme Court. So this, I, I saw this this past weekend. Any idea the timing of when the Arizona Supreme Court will make a decision? Like, I had it. What, what, what are the, what's the next step? And when will they decide to or not to hear these, uh, uh, this, this case? Well, it's a special action, so everything is, is extremely within the court's discretion. They're supposed to have a briefing in in, uh, in eight days uh, on whether to accept a review, um, and then they'll make a decision uh, after that at, you know, at their pleasure and hopefully in an expeditious fashion as to whether they want to hear the case. Uh, and so one thing I would encourage, you know, your listeners to do is if you have an elected official you're close to or, you know, maybe you donate their campaign, maybe that you knock doors for them, uh, whatever it may be, you, you might consider encouraging them uh, to get involved with this case is what's called amicus, friends of the court, uh, to submit a brief um, to, ex- to express that, yeah, you know, we do think these are really important issues for the court to decide. 
uh, we do really want the court to review these issues and give the people of Arizona an answer because that that weighs heavily on the court's decision as to what, whether or not they'll hear cases like this. So that that there's basically no no idea, no educated guess a week, two weeks, a month, two months as to when they might right. actually want to. I, 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 I would I would imagine that they'll have a decision on whether to take review uh, within within a month um, and hopefully faster than that. But really, these cases are the Wild West. They all go differently. Uh, it, 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 as opposed to a normal case where there's finite rules about this, that, that, the other thing, these cases basically say it's up to the Arizona Supreme Court in their discretion to do what they think is best. Interesting stuff. Um, yeah. Now, did part of this happen, you know, the idea to do this because, let's face it, the, the Democrats went crazy last year because everything was thrown in the budget bill, the end of the, at the end of the session budget bill like it always is. And one of the things thrown in there was uh, no more school mask mandates. And they went crazy. You can't do that. Now, Democrats and Republicans for every, every single legislative session violate the Arizona Constitution or violate the law and, and just throw non-budgetary stuff in the budget just to get deals done so everybody votes on it and that's it. But last year they sued. So, and the Arizona Supreme Court heard it and they said, yeah, you know, by the letter of the law, you can't put non-budget stuff in the budget bill. And they and so the Democrats won. So is that kind of like what I guess the Republican Party where they contacted you to say, you know, if they want to go letter of the law, let's go letter of the law. And it clearly states in the Constitution, uh, drop boxes, mail in ballots, they're they're not legal. They're not constitutional. Well, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak to obviously privileged communications with my clients or or what's in their mind or things like that. But I can certainly say from my perspective, right, that showed that the court is willing to make big, bold moves uh, that that uh, support textualist or original or originalist interpretations of the Arizona Constitution. And if they're willing to do that in one case, our hope is that they will be willing to do that in our case as well. I just, you know what, they, they did it last year. I just hope that they don't pull this chicken stuff where they're like, well, we don't want to affect the outcome of an election. I mean, they'd have to do it pretty soon. Do you think they would have, I mean, is your hope to have something done in time for the primary so things change or, or the general? Um, I mean, it's, 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 you know, we have, we have five months, a little over five months until the primaries hit. That should be enough time to just say, all right, no more drop boxes, things like that. Well, our hope would certainly be that they, they would get it in time for, for people to put in place, uh, for Arizona's election officials to put in place a new voting system uh, by the general election. Uh, and obviously, if they were to do it faster than that, we would love that as well. Uh, but, you know, these, these things will take time, right? If the, if the court concludes that some or all of Arizona's mail-in voting system is unconstitutional, obviously provisions are going to have to be made to beef up um, to beef up uh, election day voting, uh, to uh, to deploy more resources that way, and 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 that takes time. You can't just decide it the day before uh, the general election. So so that's why we're trying to be very conservative about what we're asking for in terms of the timing here. Uh, but we do think it's a very achievable goal uh, to get this sorted out and new procedures put in place before the statewide general election. That's what we're asking the court to do. This is awesome, uh, Alex. As more stuff comes out uh, and, and you want to get information out or I have questions, I'd love to get you back on again. And uh, and thank you for explaining this so uh, at least I can understand it. I'm sure my listeners are smarter than me and they could. But but thank you for uh, for taking the time to explain it and uh, and, and just, just talking about it. I really appreciate it. 
No, you're you're most welcome, Garrett. And if your if your listeners, you know, want to get in, get involved, uh, support support the effort and all of that, you can go to the Arizona Republican Party's webpage, and there's different links as to how they can get involved with the party as PCs or whatever, or donate uh, to uh, to the party's efforts uh, generally. Uh, and so, you know, this this I hope shows the value of having a political party that supports uh, what what conservatives uh, are want and have been advocating for, and all of that. And that party is only as effective as uh, as conservatives support. So I would encourage that highly. Thank you very much, Alex Colladin. We'll talk to you soon, man. Take care. Thank you. All right. Um, we shall continue. Matter of fact, I thought it, it, it's very interesting that Alex ends that way because the current governor is a rhino who made the claim several times after the 2020 election was stolen. We know how to do. He actually before it was stolen, he was in the in the in the White House. In a meeting with President Trump, and he said, "We've been doing, we've been doing mail-in elections, early voting for 29 years. We have a handle on how to do this in Arizona. We know what we're doing." Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. We'll continue. Don't go anywhere. It is KNST NGTactical.com. All right, eight forty-one. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, you just heard a lot of it if you were listening. Alex Culloden, he's one of the attorneys representing the Arizona Republican Party, filing a lawsuit, going to the Supreme Court. We'll see if the Arizona Supreme Court hears it, challenging the uh, legality of drop boxes because there's actually, there's the letter of the law is the letter of the law. They're not legal. She, uh, the Secretary of State has no authority to tell county recorders to set up drop boxes. Uh, mail-in ballots, according to our own Arizona, Arizona Constitution, are unconstitutional. Um, it's there. It's all there. And then the signature verification. Now it's all there. It's an amazing, amazing lawsuit. We'll see if the, uh, if the Arizona Supreme Court has the guts to take it because it could seriously change the way we do elections back to the dreaded <gasps> voting on election day. Second thing I think you need to know the CDC has changed the metrics. They did it Friday afternoon. About uh, who needs to wear a mask and where, and nobody's paying attention. It's a confusing, color-coded system based on numbers that nobody even knows about. And we're just all over. It, it's it's just over. Anyway, they also announced that the CDC is no longer recommending masking in schools because they're now saying that school kids are not really at risk, serious risk to COVID. What we've been saying for years. But weren't they going to give it to grandma and grandpa and kill them if they... If they- didn't wear a mask in school? Nah. <laughs> well, that was what they were saying. That's what they were saying. Going into all the actual science, and then uh, and then Rochelle said, "We want to we want to give people a break when it's you know we don't need to wear them, but we want to be able to reserve the right to bring the mask back." Hey, no, screw you. <laughs> we're done. Oh, by the way, this all happened on the same day that a polling firm put out information. It's all over Capitol Hill, all over Capitol Hill. Impact Research is the firm. Telling Democrats, you better start taking a victory lap for COVID, saying you beat it and ending everything because people hate it. And you're going to get smoked in the midterms. It's basically what they told them. Third thing I think you need to know, Joe Biden and the Democrats are spiraling into no man's land. Uh, he is down to uh, 37% approval. 37% approval. Okay? It's amazing. 37% approval. And it's really bad. Only... 40% think he's mentally fit for his job. 54% say he's not. And he's he's underwater on everything. Economy, Russia, you name it. Three things I think you need to know. So, um, 
What do you think, by the way? Is it any? In, we'll, we'll, we can take phone calls. I mean, you don't have to call in, though. Trust me, everything's talking about. It. I'm just. If you have any, I know. Do you? Are you not excited a little bit? We don't want to get too excited. We want to see if the Arizona Supreme Court will take this. And we're looking back and say, well, the actually the U.S. Supreme Court didn't take any of the challenges. Right? Took none of the challenges to the 2020 election. What's going to make the Arizona Supreme Court actually take this? Right. What what you know, do you think they're really going to take this? Because all of a sudden it literally will make mail in ballots unconstitutional or if you want illegal. They just can't happen. Right. It just can't happen. Are they going to sit back? You think this the Arizona Supreme Court's going to sit back and say, well. You know, we really do think that the letter of the law says it's true, but we we can't be the, I don't have the guts to be the one that actually changes the way people vote back to the dreaded voting on election day with a paper ballot. People can't handle that. You think that's what's going to happen? I'm hoping that they have enough guts to where they actually do the right thing. And considering, again, they... They overturned the budget last year, threw everything out that wasn't budget-related, and the big thing Democrats want to throw now was ending mass mandates in schools. I'm hoping they do the right thing. You just you just never know. That's what stinks, right? And it, not in time for the primary. I mean, I, I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody. I think that uh, it's going to be hard for them to cheat their way out of this. And we'll do more of that in the next hour. Um, again, I think Democrats realize, I think it's important to play this one more time. Can we get the Ruben Gallego soundbite? Just in case you missed it a couple hours ago, this impact research, they're a polling firm. They, they worked with Joe Biden back in 2020. They are now, uh, and if you go to impactresearch.com, you can see their website. They literally sent out a memo. It called taking the win over COVID-19. And they talk about how after two years of lockdowns and travel bans and school closures and mass mandates and almost a million deaths, just about every American has every tool needed to protect themselves from the China virus. They don't say China virus, I do. So they write, it's time for Democrats to take credit for ending COVID. Point to important victories like vaccine distribution, providing economic stability to Americans, and fully enter the rebuilding phase that comes after any war. Everything there is a lie, by the way, but they're telling Democrats, you have to do it. You have to do it. And we saw this coming. I told you, I warned you going back, what, to December? This was going to happen? So they're going to get rid of it. And even like the, 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 the most pessimistic people, including my wife, I love her. It's great. You know, we're the yin and yang in that aspect. I'm like, no, it's going to end because they're going to need, they, the only thing they can control, they can't control gas prices. They refuse to unleash American energy. They can't control really anything except for lifting COVID restrictions. And again, the uh, the flight attendants union is calling for masks to remain on planes past their March 18th uh, deadline. It's supposed to expire March 18th. The stupid flight attendants like, we want this to happen. It's still not safe. Shut up. This is why people hate you. So this is why uh, Democrats need this. This is the only thing they can control. Uh, the end of the memo says, if Democrats continue to hold a posture that prioritizes COVID precautions over learning how to live in a world where COVID exists but doesn't dominate, they risk paying dearly for it in November. So again, 
they put that out. At the same time, the CDC changes their mask guidance. That's awesome science. And now the, the Democrats, the most radical of them, one of the most radical is Ruben Gallego, a Democrat congressman from Phoenix. His ex-wife is the mayor of Phoenix. This guy is out there. He's wanted, he wanted every kind of mask you could imagine on your face, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, as this memo comes out, he gets the memo and he changes his tune on Bill Maher's show on Friday. Listen to this. I think this country uh, is on a recovery. We have to admit things have not been great. Mm. People really have felt this kind of overwhelming kind of grayness because of COVID. But we're coming out of it. Unfortunately, I'm here probably the last day where we still have to wear masks. But people are going to feel, I think, a little more upbeat. Well, they have to wear masks. They have to wear as well, yeah. We're the elites. We're the elites. We don't have to wear masks. Exactly. The the virus knows (laughs) whose mouth they can jump into. Mm -hmm. It's like when you're in a restaurant. And he left. Let's go lift door knobs. It's crazy. Pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. Hang on. If I were to say that to Ruben Gallego, he'd say, you're just not taking this seriously enough. You're just, you're just a murderer. You don't get it. And blah blah. Now, all of a sudden, he's got to laugh. He's got to sit back and laugh. I can't say anything. Even Bill Maher's calling me out like a conservative talk show host. I have to sit back and go, yeah, it's all ridiculous. Please don't remember how I was completely for this in the past. Please, please. My entire party went nuts about this. Mm-hmm. That's what this guy is, and he's got to fake it. He's got to, he got the memo. He literally got the freaking memo. Like, what more do you need to know? So, I want you to hear some more of Ruben Gallego. He continues. Still lift doorknobs. Of course, it's crazy. Right. But no, but we need to, we need to do now. You when you're standing, when you're we sitting, need and to, and we need to accept. Mm-hmm. But we, what we need to do is now we take that victory. We've beaten COVID. All of a Time sudden. Time to take off the mask. Time right. to get back to life. Let's open up our businesses and let's everyone go back to having as normal as a life as we can. I agree. It's okay to succeed. Yeah. It's okay for us to say we have moved on from COVID. I think there's some people that are still afraid of doing that. Yeah. But we can't continue right. living this life. This we need your vote. the way Americans are meant to live. No, and I think we can t- sense that right now. That's There you go. So that's. That's what it is. They're well, trying to unprogram all yep. the people they program to be crazy. Yep. Crazier, I Listen, say. yes, I know you're crazy. We scared you so much. You're wearing 42 masks on your face. Yeah. I mean, I was at the Roadrunners game yesterday with my family, and there was a lady, a mom, not wearing a mask, making her eight- or nine-year-old kid wear the mask. And I'm like, how does that make sense? Like, what are you torturing your kid for? People are so freaked out. And, yeah, they're trying to deprogram them or unprogram them and, and sit back and, and just say, please don't hate us. Please don't not vote for us. You trusted me before. I'm telling you now it's okay. I give you permission of what you can do in your life and how to think in life, and I'm telling you it's okay, and keep voting for us, okay? It's okay now. Nothing has changed over the past two weeks, except cases going down and everything else. But other than that, nothing, nothing, else, has, nothing else has changed. I mean, they're going down not because of the mask wearing, because nobody's really wearing the mask anyway, but come on. Garrett, they saved these people's lives. Yeah, yeah. That's, this is the playbook. They should be deserving. And they, 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 but they hit back, I swear... The bots must be out. I sent a tweet like an hour ago. <laughs> this is good. And I, and I know I'm, I'm confident in my like I'm right. What's happening in Ukraine is awful. Like I see the death. I see it happening. I'm not saying it's not happening. It's like COVID. It, it's actually real, but it's a, it's a lot. And, and I think it's being jammed on our throats uh, in a way that we have other things happening as well that the media doesn't want to cover. I wrote, what's happening in Ukraine is awful. Their people are inspiring as they fight Putin. However, it's nonstop coverage of another country being invaded. Imagine if our media covered the invasion of our southern border the same way. 
Americans die because of this. Because we do. They don't want to cover it. And fentanyl comes in like crazy, killing hundreds of thousands of Americans. Here in Pima County, it kills, kills thousands in Pima County. Right? There's human trafficking that happens. There's sex trafficking. There's all kinds of stuff. Gang members coming across the border. Uh, imagine, again, imagine the nonstop coverage of stuff happening at our border. I mean, they tried to show it. The Biden administration had to deal with it when they showed, at least on Fox, the, the nonstop people under the bridge in Texas, the illegals under the bridge. Remember That's that? Right. Yep. And then they had to clean that up because it was being exposed. If they did nonstop coverage of the the tens of thousands of people coming across the border every single day, people go, what the hell? This is not, you can't have this. But they don't want to cover it. That's my point. But I got so many comments, and they're all the same. It's all... The people on the right agree with me, and the people on the left, oh, show me where Mexico is coming across in tanks. Show, and it's all the same comment. Like, so the bots are out. They're 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 sending out the uh, the crazy Twitter squad on this. This is hilarious, and they're calling me racist. We get it. You're white. What does that have to do with it? Because well, you're a supremacist. Because I don't want as much coverage of the white people being attacked in Ukraine. I'm now racist. Wow. Interesting stuff, huh? So they're very upset and nervous, the other side. Very upset and nervous. Here's where I love this one. That's because there is no invasion at the southern border. This is just a typical racist tweet. Wow. Okay. When you don't have an argument, you're just a racist. Yep, there it is. There it is. Uh, this is just so good. So I love hitting the nerves. It's so good. You're an absolute effing moron. Yep, there you go. And they say, because Mexico's sending their army with tanks to claim America. No, it's just the cartels. It's just the cartels. We'll get into more Trump soundbites from, uh, from CPAC. They were outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Do not go anywhere. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. Don't you go anywhere. Morning ritual right here. 100 next step. Hi, Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Like here it is. This is like my my best friend's mom. The psychological damage. I have to talk about it. How can I not? Just be nice. I, I love this, this. My best friend's mother is my second mother. Okay. She's known me since I could crawl. Um, my mom sent me a text. I just spoke to her. The mask mandate was lifted in New York, but the governor hasn't lifted it for schools. Actually, Wednesday. Wednesday's the day they say no more mask mandate in New York. She said she feels safer with the mask on. And the kids will continue to wear them in school. I'm like... They normalized it. Then you know what? They win for you. And honestly, you're just a fool. You're just literally a fool. They just don't. Like, it's amazing. People just sit back and wait for the government to tell them what to do while the government says it's safe. I mean, for God's sake, the CDC got caught hiding the data that booster shots didn't do anything for 18 to 65-year-olds. Well, the people on the news didn't tell them about it, so it's obviously fake news. It's just crazy. Much more coming up. Don't go on 955. Call Strong Build, the most comfortable call you'll ever make. Ah, yes, 906, Garrett Lewis with you. It is your morning ritual right here, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 
Three things I think you need to know. Brought to you by Strongville Plumbing, Air, and Solar. Number one, a major, major lawsuit filed with the Arizona Supreme Court by the Arizona Republican Party. We had the lawyer, Alex Holliden, talking about it. Basically making the case, and it's in the filings, they cited the, the, the parts of the Arizona Constitution that side with them, that one, mail-in ballots are unconstitutional. There's no privacy. You're supposed to, Arizona Constitution says you're supposed to, you know, get your ballot at a polling place. Vote there. Make sure it's secret so nobody can handle it. Look over your kitchen, your shoulder in the kitchen when you fill it out. Like, that's how it's supposed to be. Uh, also saying that Katie Hobbs, any Secretary of State, does not have the authority to tell county recorders, put, right? Put drop boxes anywhere you want. I mean, this is a major, major lawsuit. This is a big deal. We'll see what the Arizona Supreme Court does. Second thing I think you need to know, um, the CDC, at the same time the CDC changed the mask guidelines to basically say nobody's following it and, and no, nobody needs to wear one. We have a color-coded system that's confusing as hell and we can't get the messaging right, but we reserve the right to put masks on your face again. Yeah, whatever. And they say schools don't need to have the mask recommendations anymore because kids aren't at serious risk from COVID. No kidding. Yet they still force them at TUSD and Catalina Foothills and Tank of Verde K-6 through to do this, these child abusers. Anyway. When that happened, they put that out there on Friday. At the same time, a memo came out from a polling firm telling Democrats, you better end everything COVID restriction related or you're going to get destroyed worse than you can imagine in November. Huh, I wonder why all that stuff happened. Science, political science. Third thing I think you need to know, Biden's approval down to 37% in the ABC News Washington Post poll. 81 million votes. 37%. 54% of the voters said Biden is not mentally fit to hold office. We'll get into all that. Three things I think you need to know. Um, just really quick, too, on the Ukraine situation. Again, it's it's real. There's all these reports. You don't even know what to believe anymore. By, Putin's furious that they're not making more progress. They're not fear. Look, the Ukrainians are fighting like hell. I get it. Maybe Putin didn't want to unleash the full force of the Russian army. Maybe the Russian army wasn't as good. I don't know. They have more weapons than than Ukraine does. I mean, they bombed some buildings. They did stuff. There are kids dying. There are people dying. It's terrible. It seemed to be more. There were at least 40, according to reports, 4,500 Russian soldiers dead, which is crazy. Is Putin a bigger moron when it comes to the military than Joe Biden? He's making Biden almost look like he knew what he was doing and screwing up Afghanistan. I like there's just something weird here. Like if, if Russia really wanted Ukraine, I understand it's like family versus family because Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. But, I mean, I, I guess, and they've, they've downed jets, fighter jets, tanks. They have the javelins to take them out. They have the stinger missiles to take them out. But uh, maybe we're just used to, you know, our military rolling through the Middle East and, and you know, destroying Iraq in days. What, you know, but I don't know. Something is just weird. I'm, not, I'm glad. I don't want Ukraine to fall into Russia's hands. Something's just weird. Something is just, you know, it's just something's just. Like a show? I don't. I don't know. Again, but it's kind of real. Fake. People have it's died. Real. People have been killed. It is awful. But I don't. You know, I, something's just something. Just, just I don't know what it is, but there's just something that is just strange because Russia, according to the reports, but these reports are always wrong. They expected Kiev to fall in two days or one day. It still hasn't fallen yet, thank goodness. And again, just the nonstop coverage. I mean, all of a sudden, COVID is is good, right? Supreme Court justice. 
gets nominated at the same time at the same time that the, all this this uh, this Ukraine Russia war is happening. Like it's it's just I'm going to keep throwing things. You're going to be distracted by this, so I keep doing this, 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 and this. And I don't know. Something's just something's just wrong. And then the fact that Putin, you know, has heightened his nuclear his nuclear uh, security, and I'm like, this is the same guy that said he wanted to denazify Ukraine with a Jewish president. Do you really believe him? Uh, he's crazy, I guess, but do you really think he's going to go with the nuclear option? I, I don't see how he wins that one because... I mean, he's nuts, that, but I just don't... Like, if he hasn't sent fighter jets to just bomb every building there is in Ukraine already, I guess he'd be stuck paying for it. I don't. Did he expect them just to, like, go, okay, we give up? I don't know, but it's just something's just something is just weird. Something is just off, and it's okay to say that. And it's okay as an American to say, my gosh... This nonstop coverage of this war in Ukraine. Again, Ukraine has been invaded. Don't tell me, don't tell me we're not getting invaded on the southern border. We have cartels sending up drugs, fentanyl. We have them sending up these things kill Americans by the hundreds of thousands. We have child, children being trafficked uh, for, for sex, being sold, women being trafficked. We have gangbangers coming up, coming through. We have all of this happening. And there's no coverage of it. And I, I'm a, I'm a racist person for bringing that up. That's what the, the crazies on Twitter say, which I just find to be funny. I think it's okay to talk about all that stuff. Like it, it don't, it's not the same. There's no tanks. There's no this. Come down to the border when you have ranchers that say every day there are hundreds of people that uh, sometimes dressed with, uh, with, uh, with heavy, where they have heavy firearms dressed in fatigues with people. Some of the pickup trucks going through, telling them to be quiet shh, as they go, as they drive through. Right, and their and their cattle get slaughtered, and land is. I mean, it. This stuff happens. We have Americans who are killed by illegals, whether for drunk driving, for other violence. Who knows what? Like this is real. This is real, and more Americans have died over the past year from fentanyl than any Ukrainians. And there's one Ukrainian death is too many, but there'll be more that die from fentanyl coming across our southern border than the people killed in Ukraine by Russians by the Russian military. That's just the way it is. And if we had this incessant coverage of what's going on on our southern border, which we always should have had, then you know what? We would have put a stop to that a long time ago because people would have woken up to it. When they don't see it, they don't feel it, they don't live it, they're not as, it's not top of mind. They don't take it seriously. They're showing nonstop pictures to keep us all tuned in. There's nothing wrong with continuing to cover what's going on in Ukraine. But why is that incessant nonstop coverage when there's other things happening here as well? That's the point. That's the point. I've developed a pretty good gut for this, and it's just something is just not something is just not right. I keep trying to tell you, he doesn't want to blow everything up like we did in the Middle East with the shock and awe campaign. Yeah, because then he's got to pay for it. Exactly. I mean, that could be one reason, or or just like with COVID and China. Hey, show some some bodies on the street here and there, and everybody freaks the heck out around the world, right? Propaganda is a powerful tool, man. 100%. And that's why, again, you never see any pictures, really. Well, the only pictures you see the border crossers when there's a giant caravan, people get worried at that point. Can you imagine that's 24-7 like this? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, again, they showed the people under the bus, I'm sorry, under the bridge at Del Rio, Texas. That made people freak out, and they had to clean that up, too. Oh, yeah. they, they like to show the people in cages, as they like to say. Oh, it's... A, like it's ever all of this is always used for propaganda. Every bit of it, every single bit of it. And I believe we've had enough. 
I believe we've had enough. Is that what you believe? I I do. I do. Um, this, do you know, by the way, in April of 21, Biden's job approval was 52% approved, 42 disapproved. Now in February of 22, 10 months later, 55% disapproved 30, uh, uh, and 37% approved. I mean, it is, it is incredible. It is incredible what's going on. Likely voters give Republicans a 13 point lead, a 13 point lead. For the generic ballot. Registered voters are seven. I have more to talk. We'll get your reaction to all this stuff. I got to play Trump sound bites as well from CPAC. Played the Carrie Lake ones. Um, play the, we played the Carrie Lake ones a couple hours ago. It was remarkable. I'll put the whole video of Carrie Lake on my page at KNST.com of what she did at CPAC. It was, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable, to say the least. We'll continue. Do not go anywhere. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 792, Sons, Ah, the miracles continue. 918, Garrett Lewis with you right here on KNST, AM 792, Sons, Most stimulating talk. The miracles continue. If you didn't know, the Capitol physician, Brian Monahan sent out a letter yesterday saying, you know, the whole mask mandate in the House of Representatives where Biden's giving the State of the Union, we don't have to have that mask mandate anymore. That happened yesterday. Literally, literally yesterday. Hey, your kids still have to wear one at school if you send them to TUSD or Catalina Foothills. But magically, I mean, what what science has changed? Can you tell me what science has changed? Political Political science, that is true. That is true. He wrote, individuals may choose to mask at any time, but it is no longer a requirement. No. The Capitol physician, Brian Monahan, he sent a letter to lawmakers yesterday. Hmm. Shocking. Is it? Yeah. No, of course not. Of course not. And yet people are still like, I don't know, I still feel better with it. Dude, guess what? Those people that wanted to control your life are all going to show up without one if they want to go see Biden speak tomorrow. None of them are going to wear it. Why should they? Why should they? Oh, but you know what? I just feel better with one, and I want my kids to continue to wear one, and all this other stuff's going to happen. But I just can't. I just can't. I just. You are so jacked up in the head, and it's all because of these lawmakers and bureaucrats and where the hell's Fauci been in this whole situation? All of a sudden, COVID restrictions are getting lifted left and right. You don't hear anything from Fauci anymore, do you? Hey, we got to hide that guy. Stick him back in the lab somewhere. Go create the next one. Oh, that's the line? No, it's not. That's the thing. It when, needs to be said. When Trump wins again in 2024, go, go, go do that. Go do that. Uh, I, dude, I got, I, got, I got mixed emotions about what you're talking about with people and their kids. Cause on one hand, I'm like, I don't want you to tell me what I can do with my kids. I know it's hand, tough on the other hand. You're literally, like, but you know what? I put a look at this. I'll make you feel better about yourself. Why? I feel fine. I know every once in a while, some kids, you know, a little spank on the tush. It happens. But if you see a parent literally abusing their kid, right? Mm-hmm. Just in the middle of a grocery store, they're just smacking the hell out of the kid, whatever you'd want to step up and go. Yeah, that's child abuse. Mm-hmm. To me, I look at it the same way. You're putting your kid in a in a mask 
They don't need it. That's child abuse. So I don't feel I don't feel bad, right? Mm. That's that's what I say. Mm. Um, and speaking of Trump, let's uh, let let's go with the doctor. This he was classic Trump. We have a lot to play. But let's go with number fifty. This is classic Trump. I liked this part. I just want you to hear it at CPAC where he won the straw poll there. They love Trump. We, we get it. I love Trump. Listen to this. Here we go. A man that knows me almost better than any human being. He knows every inch of me. <laughs> and he thinks it's actually a very beautiful sight. That's why I like it. That's why I like it. He was the White House doctor. And also, for Obama and for Bush, and I'd love to ask him who's in the best shape. He was also an incredible admiral, highly respected by everybody. He was a great admiral. He had every so he was a great doctor, a great admiral. And you know what he is now? He's an incredible loving, wonderful, but very tough politician from Texas. Congressman Ronnie Jackson. Thank you, Ronnie. We love Ronnie. I love it. I love it. Um, Let's play some more Trump. What? We're going to play some more Trump. Uh, I want you to hear... I think we need to play the... the um, well, let's hear talk about Carrie Lake too. He was praising people. Uh, I believe she was the only person that he praised that has yet to be elected. Number fifty-one. Listen to this. Another great patriot. She's doing incredibly well in Arizona. She was the anchor. She was the anchor for twenty-two years. I hate to say that long. Was that about right? Twenty-two years, and people loved her. And she's beautiful inside and out. You know, you're not allowed to say that anymore. It's uh, politically incorrect, but it's true. She's beautiful inside and out. She's an incredible woman. Carrie Lake. (laughs) Carrie Lake, everybody. And she is leading big. Wow, I I just looked at a poll, Carrie, and, well, you never know, right? So just keep working. Just keep working, but you're leading very big, and you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you very much. That was pretty good stuff right there. And then this is the uh, the meat and potatoes right here, 48, 48. We're going to just play this again. It's very important, I think, to hear. Here is President Trump, CPAC. The radical left is exposed. They're weak, and their pathetic policies have been out there long enough now that we don't want them, we'll never take them. We are bringing back our country, and we are bringing back our freedom. The socialists, globalists, Marxists, and communists who are attacking our civilization have no idea of the sleeping giant they have awoken. Hell yes. We are a sleeping giant. They cannot even begin to imagine the brave and righteous spirit they've unleashed in men and women like all of you here today. And this is some crowd. We broke the record again. We broke the record again. 
But they're going to find out the hard way starting on November 8th, and then again, even more so on November 2024. They will find out like never before. That's right. We did it twice, and we'll do it again. We're going to be doing it again a third time. There you go. Just in case you thought he wasn't running, oh, he is running. He is running. It is happening. Uh, He actually just put out a statement, President Trump, that is, about, um, well, let's just say it's about what's going on in Ukraine and energy and stuff like that. And and I want to get that to you coming up, okay? Do not go anywhere. And then I have an interesting take by a doctor who is a socialist, a Bernie Sanders-supporting socialist, who is sick of all the mandates and the masks and know they don't work and uh, and calls out the CDC. It's just important that you know these things for perspective, especially if you're a Democrat that think I'm some Looney Tune conservative. Uh, all I'm doing is giving the facts, and you can't beat them. You literally can't beat them. Um, by the way, nothing, I didn't see anything either on Twitter. I actually checked the Pima County Health Department. Nothing about the CDC changing their mask mandates. Nothing at all. Shocking, right? Yeah. I know, like, like, hey, we're going to get rid of masks. This is what's happening. Blah, 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 blah. Nothing like that at all. They're still pushing booster shots and flu shots. Uh, we'll continue. Do not go anywhere. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most... On KNST. All right, nine thirty. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM seven. I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> KNST AM seven ninety two. Sounds most stimulating talk. This this is the best right here. This is the absolute best. I'm sorry. It needs to be played more and more. I'm sorry if I've not played it enough. Okay. Um, I talked about it last week. It was a brilliant monologue. You can still go back and listen to it at knst.com or on my channel at iheartradio.com or the iheartradio app. Search Garrett Lewis. It's there for you. Uh, you know, again, why the um, why Russia in going after Ukraine proves that green energy, right? It's all happening because too much reliance on green energy, and that's why Putin felt like he was in control. And I said that, and it's there. And the only thing that would stop Putin from acting this way, and the reason he didn't do it when Trump was president, is because we were the number one energy source in the world. We were the number one exporter. We made our own. You know, all Russia has, their biggest income is energy, oil and gas. It's the biggest, biggest thing they have. We didn't need it. We want everybody to buy from us to keep that uh, that that uh, tyrant, that dictator, that thug Putin down. Well, let's play Jen Psaki bomb real quick. She goes on George Stephanopoulos' show and says the unthinkable. 55. 55. Listen to this. Here we go. Oil leases, what this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and need to, and we need to look at other ways of process, of having energy in our country and others. One of the interesting things, George, we've seen over the last week or so is that a number of European countries are recognizing they need to reduce their own reliance on Russian oil. We need, we need more. We need more green energy. So we can't have enough energy. We have to buy it off. Horrible country. We need more of it. We don't need to actually unleash American energy. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, she was asked about Iranian oil. You want some Iranian? You want some terrorist oil? Would you like some of that? 
56. Listen to this. Now, OPEC, um, OPEC is making moves now to get ready to include Iranian oil um, in if the U.S. is successful with the Iran nuclear deal. Uh, would the president then welcome Iranian oil coming into the U.S. to lower gas prices? Well, again, uh, we're not quite at the point of a final deal uh, on uh, the nuclear deal, so we will talk about that if we get to that point. Nothing like, no, we will never rely on a terrorist country that wants to say, it says, death to America, death to Israel. We will never rely on them for energy. No, she didn't say that. Oilprice.com posted an analysis. This is Breitbart reporting on this. About how the push for green energy years before Russia invaded Ukraine. And how Joe Biden literally said that that's what we're going to do. You just heard his uh, spokesperson, his White House press secretary. Joe Biden ended Keystone. Day one. See, he ended all the exploration permits for oil and gas. So we need more green energy. They said that the push for green energy is to blame for soaring oil prices and foreign policy weakness. A team, there's a story about a team from MetalMinder, the largest metals-related media site in the U.S. On a trip to Germany in 2018, they discovered people's health suffered from coal pollution because the Japanese Fukushima nuclear disaster began shutting down its nuclear energy options. The team concluded, in hindsight, that decision by Germany appears both foolish and ironic. Foolish because Germany has lost its negotiating power with Russia, for which it relies. It's ironic because the country already had clean energy, but now must turn back to dirty energy to avoid blackouts. They had nuclear energy, and they said, no, we don't want it anymore. And that's as clean as it comes, nuclear energy. And they say this, energy drives the overall economy, literally fueling productivity. That's what it is. It just blows my mind. I know, it's just obvious. But again, they, the, the Democrats, they need the purple-haired freaks that think we're killing polar bears. And they want to, <laughs> they're, they're using the global warming option, the global warming myth, to scare people into controlling their lives. Hey, look, if you keep driving that car, you're going to kill the planet. Don't drive a car. Take this light rail. We're going to stay within three miles of this. We're going to control every aspect of your life. That's what it is. By using that global warming or holding it over your head, we're going to control every aspect of your life. We don't want you to have the freedom to drive your car anywhere you want. We want to keep an eye on you. We want you to stay within this four-mile limit of this. We want to put a black person, a white person, a Hispanic person, an Asian person, all in a row, boom, 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 boom. We're going to put this grocery store here with just this that you can get to because you don't have a car. You have to have this close by. It's only going to have this kind of food. Like, this is what it is. That's what it is. And they did the analysis. They said, yes, the reliance on green energy for years, the push for it, not reliance, the push for it, is why oil prices are soaring and foreign policy is so weak, which I talked about. And I'm just telling you, it's not just me. It's not To me, it's like you say, it blows your mind right because it's just common sense. But people want to say, people don't want to think it's that simple. It's that easy. But it really is. It really is. And Trump just put out a statement a few minutes ago. If my energy policy had remained in place where we were energy independent and would have soon been bigger in production than Saudi Arabia and Russia combined, the world would have no problems whatsoever. This war should never have started in the first place. If the election wasn't rigged, America would right now continue to have record low gas prices as it was under my administration and we would be supplying the world with oil and gas. Also, Russia would not have attacked Ukraine. Instead, we have a horribly tragic and unnecessary war, record high in energy prices, inflation, no border, crime and chaos. Make America strong again. He's right.
He's 100% right. Can't. You want to know why? Democrats and Biden. There you go. And they're controlled by people that want to just control our life. And the and globalists. The, yep, it's right, because they're willing to go to whatever it takes to control our life. I... <sighs> I don't know. Again, let's look, look, look. And I, I had to talk with a buddy of mine. He's like, you don't think that a guy like Mark Zuckerberg sitting around having a couple of beers with buddies going, I think I can make human beings better. Like their egos are so big, they think they can literally control civilization and make it better in their eyes. You know, if we didn't have them driving as many cars, if we only gave them this, it would be better for them. I'm telling you. We'll continue. Don't go anywhere. I'm Layton's.com. All right, Garrett Lewis with you right here. KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Quick three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, talk to Alex Colladin. He's a lawyer representing the Arizona Republican Party. Filed a lawsuit with the, for the Arizona Supreme Court. Hopefully they take it up. Challenging that no Secretary of State has the authority to put drop boxes in. Doesn't have the authority to tell county recorders, put drop boxes wherever you want. Also, cites... The Arizona Constitution saying mail-in ballots are unconstitutional here in Arizona. I mean, this this is the real deal. We'll see if they take it. They should. If they do, the letter of the law says this person is right. This Alex Calden is right. The whole interview will be up in a little bit at KNST.com. Second thing, I think you need to know, again, CDC changes the metrics magically on who needs to wear a mask and why. And none of it makes sense, by the way. And I have a socialist doctor proving that coming up. Um... And they they decided to make that change right before Biden's State of the Union, where magically masks are now optional for that House of Representatives, too. Funny how that works. And when a memo came out circulating all over Capitol Hill from a uh, polling firm called Impact Research, warning Democrats, you better get rid of all the COVID restrictions. You better celebrate that it's over and take credit for it. Otherwise, you're going to get smoked worse than you can even imagine come November. It's all political science. Third thing I think you need to know, Biden's approval rating is at 37%. For people that are like, oh my God, the Democrats are going to take credit and it's, it's going to work. 37% approval. 54% in this poll said he's not even mentally fit to be president. Just 40% said he is. Three things I think you need to know. Um, people don't even care really as much about COVID. They're just over it. Again, a couple hours, 6 a.m. hour, people calling in saying that they were at Fry's. Did you see any of this? And they were peeling the stickers up, the six-foot stickers, right? Socially distanced crap. Yeah. Um, my, and he said the, the, the employees weren't even wearing masks nope. either. My wife was at Fry's yesterday. She did the grocery shopping. I hope I live. And and she said, yeah, most of the employees were not wearing masks. It's just over. We're done. And yet it's, it's a crime that TUSD, the only place you'll see any mask wearing is going to be at a friggin' public school at TUSD. This is nuts. Matter so, of fact, go ahead, go ahead. So the kids have to wear a mask in school to protect each other. Yeah, who knows? But if they go to fries, they want to abuse them. Yeah, then they're good. Then they're good. The virus doesn't attack in, in no. a grocery market. No. Well, maybe we should change them from schools to grocery yeah, markets. Put, put the desk. That's why they said in restaurants. Put teach this <laughs> teach the the classes in the restaurants. By the way, oh legacy. I got this for to me. Legacy traditional schools. So they call them mm-hmm. charter school mm-hmm. all over Arizona. The Legacy Traditional Schools Arizona Board approved a change to their illness policy for the state of Arizona. You ready for this? They updated the exclusion from in-person learning for people, for students exposed to the China virus. So effective immediately, mandatory exclusion 
from in-person learning is no longer required for all students who are identified as close contacts of an individual that has tested positive for COVID. They find, I mean, they have that, so they're saying that's it. Do you ever think this would happen again? They're like, you know what? If a kid is near some kid that has COVID, if they're not sick, they don't have to go home. Why didn't that happen earlier? After they figured now, out that now, kids weren't... I guess maybe now they're getting the guts to go against the CDC since all the CDC does is lie. So when the next thing comes around, yeah. are they going to do? Are they going to you know hold their stance or are they going to be sheeple again? I don't know. That's the. Thing. I hope they learn. Here's the thing. Also, here's it's not all gold. I mean that's great, but it says all, right. all students identified as close contacts will be required to wear a face covering at school until ten days have elapsed since the date of exposure. Seriously, I mean that's all. I'm like, all right, legacy, really? They're, okay, we can't go full, but we got to just make some people happy. Why well, keep your own kid home? If you do not wish for your child to wear a face covering, they must stay home during that time. That sucks. So I don't want to give Legacy much too much credit. Well, I don't know if they know this or not, but my child would identify as a non-exposed child. <laughs> I love it. His pronouns are exactly. non-exposed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, <sighs> couple couple things real quick here. We got to play one more Trump, by the way. Get 54 ready if you don't mind. Um so there's a uh, doctor named uh, Vinay, V-I-N-A-Y, Prasad. He's out of San Francisco. He is, uh, describes himself as a Bernie Sanders supporting socialist. And he is done with all this. Like, he's been truthful about the China virus and all the restrictions. So he took us, he tweeted out a screenshot of the new CDC COVID-19 community levels and indicators, right? This, when you're in low, it's green, medium, yellow, high is orange, I guess. And that's how you figure out if you should wear a mask or not. Low and medium don't have to wear it. High does. CDC has Pima County as high, even though we actually fit the entire yellow medium category. Yay, CDC, right? So Vinny Prasad took a screenshot of it and writes, Wow, I see the CDC now recommends you wear a mask that doesn't work, cloth, at a threshold that is not based on any data whatsoever. Following the science is so much fun. Historians will clearly see... How embarrassing this is. He said, I'm puzzled how people defend this. Cloth masks don't work. They failed in the Bangladesh study. These thresholds are pulled out of thin air. Is this what an advanced society does? It's a political society, my friend. Political society. Because you love this. Percent of staffed inpatient beds occupied by COVID-19 patients. If you want it to be green and low, you don't have to wear a mask. Below 10%. Medium, below 10 and 149 well, what if there's no staff working? You're going to penalize us for that? Well, it's too dangerous. I don't know. That's the stupid hospital. That's why this is all a joke. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. More classic Trump for you, by the way, right now at CPAC. Listen to him talk about Zuckerberg and big tech. Here we go. Well, we're at it. A Republican Congress should launch a select committee as opposed to an unselect committee <laughs> to get to the bottom of big tech's 2020 election interference. Let's find out who made the decision to censor. Who made that decision to censor the Joe and Hunter Biden corruption bombshell, which the pollsters said amounted to about 15 points, the largest illegal campaign contribution in American history. And let's do a full forensic audit of the $417 million given by Mark Zuckerberg, who used to come to the White House and kiss my ass. (laughs) He's sitting on a phone book to do it. 
that they spent to take over local election offices in key Democrat counties. And I believe you're going to be hearing a lot of it. You know, if you're a person uh, that wants to make a contribution, you're allowed to give less than $6,000. Otherwise, they put you in jail. He gave $417 million. What the hell is going on? What are we doing? $6,000 and you go to jail? $417 million spread all over the place. It's uh, something that obviously is going to have to be looked at. It is so horrible what's happening to our country. We need a full accounting of all of the illegitimate turnout efforts. Yep. There you have it. I miss that friggin' guy. Oh, and he is going to run again. I mean, did anybody doubt it? As long as his health was fine, he's going to run again. It's not even close. It's such an easy decision. And then there is some, I don't know, he's a little rough. I'm not sure. We went to lunch Friday with a lady. I don't know. Some of my friends, he rubs women the wrong way. But I get it. Everybody can have an issue. But to, to whether it's women or guys or whatever, do you enjoy the, the expensive gas, the open borders? I mean, shut up. You know, I'm tired of hearing that. Oh, women don't like them. That's BS. my wife loves them. Yep, she'd leave me in a hot second if she Stormy them loved too. them. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a great freaking point. <laughs> I'm just, you know what? That's not true because women don't like Joe Biden either. But yeah. you, you don't hear everybody saying, "Oh, exactly. women don't like Joe Biden." Nobody likes Joe Biden. Exactly. I mean, look at the look at the numbers. Or Kamala. Kamala. Yeah, Kamala. Everybody hates Kamala, except Willie Brown. Even he doesn't like her now. Everybody hates he does, Kamala. He does. Everybody hates Kamala. <laughs> it wouldn't be quite as funny as Raymond. It, would, it wouldn't be. <laughs> but it would be satisfying. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'll get some more nuggets from this uh, poll while we have time. Don't go anywhere from this this phenomenal poll. It's so good. Uh, nobody likes... Nobody. Everybody hates Joe. That's what every, <laughs> We'll continue. Everybody hates, everybody hates Joe. Gary Lewis with you right here. Hi, Garrett Lewis with you right here. KNST AM 792 Tucson's most stimulating talk. By the way, tomorrow at 7.05, uh, Jim Lehman, Senate candidate, going to be in studio. Ryan, we're going to have to clean up, look professional, I guess, or something. Or I can't Why start now? We've got to call the maids. Why start now? Why start now? <laughs> why start now? It's all terrible. We're terrible. Um, we? Well, there's that. So uh, so Biden is uh, is just just abysmal in this poll. If Trump was only at 37%, it'd be the lead story everywhere, wouldn't it? Yeah, you wonder why they're covering Ukraine, Russia so much, so much. Again, when you lose the independence, my gosh. Um, 44% of voters said they strongly disapprove. Um, Biden's lost independence, 86% that disapprove of Republicans, 61% of independents disapprove. Wow. 61%. You can't win when you lose one party and the independence. You just can't do it. And it's everything, man. It's it's everything. He is getting crushed on inflation, Afghanistan, Russia. That's why the Democrats are all of a sudden saying, let's give people their freedom back and hopefully they'll forget everything else and start to enjoy life and be happier again. Oh, no. But they're not going to be happy paying gas and food prices and every product they have all out of the wazoo. All right. It's been a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere, 
And according to US News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.